Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Fresh, coming at y'all with my co-host. What's good, Luke? What up, man? Luke. Anthony Lucas, a.k.a. Luke. One half of the sports dynamic duo. And then again. A.k.a. Batman over there. Uh, hey, what's, good? what's good, man? <laughs> Nothing, man. Chilling, man. You know? How's it feel to save the world, man? I ain't saving the world, man. I don't know what's man. Nah, you just, you saving the world, man. You keeping us safe from all these uh, bad people, man. You, you saving the world, bro. Nah, man. Just doing my little part, man. Everybody got a part. Like, yeah, all right, Batman. All right, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's Black Bruce over there. Matter of fact, to the listeners now, man, you're just going to be Black Bruce, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, you're just going to be, you're just going to be uh, Black Bruce, man. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so what up, man? What's good? Nothing, man. Nah, you know I'm here grinding, man. You know, taking it one day at a time. You know, uh, not special. What's going on with you, man? What's new with you? Oh man, if if you only knew, man. If you only knew. <laughs> on the sports, on the sports tip, and. uh and in the personal level, man, this shit is, it's crazy. Nothing, nothing crazy on the personal level. Nothing crazy, of course, but, so I, I checked my mail today, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm just checking through the mail. You know how you do it. You just, you know, skim through, you know, you just skim through the, you know, the envelopes and stuff. Like, oh, bill, bill, bill. No, I don't want to fucking join this membership. Bill, 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 whatever. Right? Yeah. 
And then I, you know, I get something from a Department of Licensing, right, from my truck, because you know my wife drives my truck, so it's in my wife's name. So I, you know, I look at it, you know, whatever, blah blah blah. So it's like, oh shit, I gotta renew my tabs coming up in August. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm looking through, I'm scrimming through, you know, whatever. I'm expect, you know, I, I, I now for the listeners, um, you know, we live in Washington State and. This past election, this horrific election we just had, um, one of the things on the ballot was, you know, this new transportation bill or transportation initiative, you know, to kind of, long story short, we're not going to get into too much detail, but, you know, long story short, basically to advance, you know, to um, upgrade and enhance the transportation, the public transportation system here in the state, mainly the Seattle, Tacoma metropolitan area, basically. So, whatever, whatever. You know, a lot of people were against the bill because it's you know it's going to be a lot of taxes on 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 us <laughs> residents here. You know, like the taxes is just going to be crazy. So I already had heard the rumors of you know like taxes is going to be going up on this and that and da 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 da. And one of the things they were talking about was was vehicle tabs. And I'm like, okay, you know, I heard about it, you know. But I'm thinking, you know how you know how niggas are, you know, man, that shit bullshit. Man. So. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, you know, it, it probably, you know, what, what, what's the most they could charge? I mean, like an extra 50 bucks. You know, I'm like, all right, it's going to suck, but, you know, whatever. Nigga. So I've been hearing the rumors and shit, like, because people I know, friends of mine and stuff, been getting tabs lately in the mail with these outrageous fucking prices and shit. So I'm like, okay. And, um... So I look at the... You know, I'm skimming through the nail, open the, open, the, open the envelope up, I'm reading through it, da 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 Nigga. $315 for vehicle tabs, nigga? I was like, what? <laughs> nigga, what? Oh, hell no. Nah, dog. Nah. Yeah, man. Nah, man. It ain't having it, dog. I'm telling y'all right now. TFP Nation, I'm about to be riding dirty. This vehicle's about to go unregistered. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, man. That's crazy, man. Three hundred, three hundred, and and here's the kicker, right? Like, so the actual tabs is only like, it's only like seventy five dollars. The tax itself is two hundred and twenty seven dollars, dude. Yeah, man. It's only well, it's only like eighty, ninety dollars for the actual uh, tabs, and the tax itself is two hundred twenty seven dollars and fifteen cents. I'm like, y'all niggas is some fucking bastards. And the worst thing about it, though, and the worst thing about it, the worst thing about it. Is that our county? Because I live in, you know, in Tacoma. Um, so our county is Pierce County. Me and Luke both live in the Tacoma area, so it's Pierce County, and you know, Seattle and Bellevue and all that shit is King County, Snohomish, all that shit up there, right? And they voted yes. Pierce County voted no. So you would think, fair thing is, all right, well, we charge the motherfuckers that voted yes. The motherfuckers that voted no, they don't get to pay for the fucking tax. Nah, bruh. We paying for the tax because it's for the shit to, to to move into our area, nigga. I didn't vote for this shit. I didn't approve of this. Dog, I'm pissed. I'm pissed, man. I'm, I'm I know this ain't sports, but fuck it. This is my soapbox, so fuck y'all if y'all want to hear this. Uh, this is this is some bullshit, man. Oh, Luke, this is a bullshit, man. Like, this is man. I totally agree with you, man. I, um, I, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, my, you know, my sentiments about it, man. I, I, 
Like this shit is crazy though, man. Like I mean, look, I'm not I'm not new to this shit. I know I know I know for every good thing, you know, and it's and it's and I'm I'm sure it's a good thing, you know, improving transportation and, mm-hmm. and you know, enhancing the transportation, public transportation system. I get it. I understand that. And again, I'm not a, I'm not against paying for taxes, you know, that co- that brings good to to folks and all that good shit. I, I'm I'm not I'm a I'm a progressive. I get it. You know, in order to get things, you have to be taxed, especially if you make decent money. But my thing is like, okay, I, I can see 50, 60, hell, even seventy five dollars. I'd be like, all right, cool. Two hundred and twenty seven. Two hundred and twenty seven dollars. Yo, get the fuck out of here, man. No way. No way. That shit is crazy. Okay. That shit is crazy. I mean, it don't matter. It don't matter to to big baller baby over there, cause uh, you know he over there saving the world, man. For us peons over here, you know. It matters to everyone. Like I don't understand putting the tax on vehicles. Like the the, the first thing I had a problem with was when they were saying it, because I voted no to it. It wasn't because. Being taxed, it was just the way it was being taxed. Like that, I think the uh, sales tax went up 0.5 percent. Yeah, it did. It did. The other, the other thing was uh, the vehicle tabs, and when I saw it was vehicle tabs, I was like, that makes no sense. So now you, the people who need the transit, like I don't really use the transit. You don't use the transit, doesn't. But the people who really need the transit are the people who aren't driving. You know, who need the transit. Who aren't just riding just because it's convenient. I'm talking about need. Talking from getting from the Seattle area to Tacoma. And also from the Tacoma area, the Pierce County area, to the King County area, for the people without vehicles. So you're telling me you're taxing the people who are actually not going to use the transit. See, now that's where the problem lies. That's why I saw that. Like, you can't, that's not fair to tax the people who are not, who will not use transit at all more than you are going to tax the people who are going to be the main users of the, of the transit. So I voted no, but of course, I'm Pierce County, like you said, so my county we live in said no, but we were outnumbered by King County and Shenandoah County. And I'm not looking forward to December, that's all I got to say on my vehicle. Uh, So I already already wrote my, I already called my congresswoman, both of them, and (laughs) let them know. I even tweeted at the state, like, yo, this is some bullshit. Uh, I ain't paying the five, like Martin said. I ain't paying this shit. I ain't paying the five, dog. Fuck that. Yeah, I just thought of that when I ain't paying the five. My man wasn't gonna pay that five dollars. <laughs> Hell no, nigga. Shit, y'all already get my money. Fuck that. They was like five, five hundred dollars, five percent. No, man, five dollars. That nigga Mark. That nigga Mark had niggas sitting in the freezing cold in Detroit for five dollars, dog. <laughs> he was sticking to his guns, dog. He st- yeah, he stuck to his guns for real. This this nigga Cole almost sacrificed himself <laughs> for five dollars, nigga. <laughs> oh man, for five dollars, G man, 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 that's crazy. But yeah, man, this this is you know I know it's not sports related, but you know everybody can relate. Everybody can relate to that bullshit, man. That that shit is crazy, man. It's crazy, man. I, I saw that shit in the mail, nigga. That shit, and I, otherwise, I had a good day. You know what I mean? I had a good day. You know, and then I'm checking through the mail. I'm hoping something good in the goddamn. You know how people are. You know, you know. I'm 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 of the belief you only get is bad shit in the mail. You never get good shit in the mail. You always get bad shit in the mail. But uh, you know, well, I'm, let, 
good thing you read it and it wasn't when you went to uh wasn't when you went to the DMV or the I'm sorry, they don't call them DMVs anymore. Because supposedly that's a, a area where people are from. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah, so, exactly. It's still the, it's still DMV to me. Fuck that. Yeah, me also. Like I don't, I don't know. I grew I grew up and it was called DMV. I, I still call it DMV. So fuck it. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been it would have been worse if I was these non-reading motherfuckers that just was like, oh, yeah, the vehicle pad right there. I'm gonna take it up the street, and I go up there, and them niggas talk about it's three hundred fifteen dollars. Nigga, I'd have went. Yeah, nigga, I'd have got lit right in that damn DMV office, nigga. Like, oh hell no, y'all ain't getting three hundred. But damn, three hundred dollars, nigga. Three every year, you basically paying three hundred dollars, nigga. And the crazy thing about it is, this shit won't be ready for another forty years. Yeah, and you, and I think it's going up next year. Like the crazy, so <laughs> you know, listeners of the viewpoint. I what I knew about it, and I haven't gotten my, I haven't received my. The mail for my tab yeah, it was I have a co-worker and I was at work and we were, you know, sitting down going through one of our little patrols and uh, he was like, hey man, did you renew your tabs on your, your personal vehicle? And I was like, no, nah, not yet. And he was like, man, I went down to the TOL. I stopped in. He has a pretty nice car. I think he, he has a 7 Series. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, and he was like, man, I renewed the tabs on one of my cars and my my vehicle tab was what, eight eight something almost nine hundred dollars. What? Oh I'm, hell no! What? And I'm looking at them, and all I can think about is my truck. Like, yo, how much is the tab gonna be on that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I drive a like, dot a Dodge Journey, b. Bro, I was like, yo, the bins is gonna kill me. Like, I'm like, hey man, look, man. I might be riding dirty. Like, I'm going to have to pull my car. Like, hey, man, y'all ain't give me no, like, I'm not working here and your tickets. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? I'm about to be the safe. I'm about to be the safest fucking driver on the streets, dog. Like, for real. I, no more Snapchatting and driving. No more Insta snapping and driving. Fuck it. No more texting and driving, phone calling. Nigga, I ain't doing nothing driving. Taking the back roads everywhere, nigga. I'm about to ride super dirty. Super dirty. Oh, man. Seatbelt on it all the time. Seatbelt on it all times, nigga. Hands on the ten and two. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> for real though, man. It's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy. Yeah. I I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. So yeah, that's a little just a little insight into my into my day to day life here. You know, some bullshit. Yeah, if I, if I get $800 tabs, though, yeah, man, it's like, yo, I'm about to start playing Canadian everywhere I go, man. I'm just telling you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, dog, $300? Like, no. It, it, $300, I felt some type of way, nigga. $800? Oh, no, no, dog. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I would, ma- I will mail it back to the DMV with a letter. <laughs> like, nah, bro. <laughs> it's not happening. And I ain't going to be ghetto about it. I'm going to write a perfectly eloquent Letter explaining the reasons why I will not be paying this, and I will let them know I won't be paying it. Yeah, man. Hey, I think I'm giving y'all rent checks. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy man, all for a transportation system that we honestly will not see for real in forty years. <laughs> By the time this shit is ready, we're gonna be what seventy. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. I guess we'll need it then, then, right? Nah, man. <laughs> nigga, if I'm still taking, if I'm still taking the bus and I'm seventy years old, nigga, it's definitely a problem. 
definitely. I mean, I mean personally, honestly, people who know me know I, I plan on being dead by then. So, uh, <clears throat> nigga, you gonna live forever, so, dog. You gonna live forever, Batman. Uh, I'm not trying to man. reincarnated. To reincarnated, nigga. Once, once, once my knees and my hips start going, it's time for me to get on up out of here, man. Uh, so seventy. I'm not trying. To you might that. go out. Of, you might go out at seventy, but you'll come back reincarnated. Like as a dog or some shit. Hey man. As a squirrel or a rabbit or some shit. <laughs> Something that ain't gonna use the transit. That's it. Damn sure ain't. Unless <laughs> I come back as a rat or something. Hey man. For real. <laughs> yeah man. But let's talk about the draft though. Um, draft was last Thursday, as we know, the NBA draft. Uh, the JV of the drafts, because obviously football is is second to none. The NBA draft is kind of lame by comparison. I mean, it's really, it really, it, it's crazy. Like, I was just sitting there thinking about it. Like, the NBA draft really, like, well, I shouldn't say that because the second round sometimes is intriguing because you find a lot of gems and diamonds in the rough in the second round. But for the most part, for the most part, um, the draft is really about, like, eight picks. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. like, eight picks. And then after yeah. that, it's just kind of like, who fucking oh. knows? Yeah, who, who fucking knows, basically? But uh, I didn't get to talk to you draft week. Um, we did a couple preview shows or whatever. Um, yeah. What was your thoughts overall on the draft? I mean, well, what was your thoughts going into the draft? And then, I mean, we've talked about it before, but just kind of skim through it. What was, your ta- what was your thoughts going into the draft? And then everything that played out during the draft and after, like, what are your thoughts going in and after? Going into the draft, I think everybody, uh, I think it all shaked out pretty well. I mean, pretty much what I thought. I thought, uh, of course, in the draft, Markel Fultz, I always thought he's going to one. Even if it was Boston or Philly, mm-hmm. I, uh, he was the most NBA ready body wise outside of, you know, Josh Jackson, but I don't think Josh Jackson is the number one pick because of potential. Oh, wise. I'll get to him. Don't worry about that. So, um, uh, going into it, I thought, I think it was. Of course, just like any any and most NBA drafts, it was really top head. <laughs> like all NBA drafts, like you just said, um, outside of the top. I, I will say, I will, I, one thing. I, I mean, my bad. I, I, I was gonna just say that I, I think this draft is different. I think I, I don't think this draft is as top heavy. I, I will say it's it's top heavy as far as like the big names and the names you know. But I think I think this is I think this is gonna end up being a very good draft. Histo- like when you look back. In like five years, so that's that's realistically when you can kind of grade grade a, a draft. You can't grade that shit the night after, or fucking, you know, two weeks after the fact. Like you can't grade this shit now. Like you got to grade it, you know, at the very least five years after the fact. You know what I mean? So, but I do. I I I agree. Most NBA drafts are top heavy. I do think this one has a chance to be a pretty loaded draft, in my opinion. But go ahead, continue. My bad. All right. So before. I, I thought it was a, a top heavy draft, like most drafts are. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum when you say uh, I think this has a chance to be loaded. I think it has a chance to be an embarrassment outside outside of three draft picks. I think it has a chance really? to be a flop. Yeah, I really do. Really, I mean, but that, you're like the first because, person I've heard say that. No, nah, I because I, I compare it to like because like everybody's saying, oh, this has a chance to be one of those loaded drafts. And when you say loaded drafts, I think. 1983, 84, Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan draft. You know, I think, you know, the 2002, 2003, LeBron, Melo, Wade, you know, draft. So 
uh, Chris Bosh draft. So when you say loaded drafts, I don't think those guys. I don't think you forgot ninety six. Oh yeah, ninety six draft. Sorry, yeah, yeah. The Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, I, like Allen Iverson draft, like or I mean that was ninety five. Then Allen Iverson draft, but I have the the the. This pleasure to say I don't think that this draft is in the same caliber as those drafts. So when you say loaded drafts, I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now you can say second tier, but when you say loaded drafts, I don't, I don't, you know, there's no LeBron James in this draft. You know, like when you say there's no Michael Jordan in this draft, there's no Allen Iverson in this draft. You know, there's no Jason. Well, well, you might have a Jason Kidd in this draft for Lonzo Ball, so you never know. But it depends that that when I say top heavy, you have to have a, two to three superstars in the draft for it to be loaded. You can't just say, "Oh, it's talent rich." Mm-hmm. No, you have to have a superstar. And I'm talking. So you don't think any of these guys besides three guys, and we'll get to the three guys who you think there are. Well, you don't think outside of three guys in this draft, there's going to be many superstars. No, because I mean, but when you say loaded drafts, you have to have you have to have a transcendent player. a transcendent player. So you don't look at any of these guys as being transcendent. I look at I look at one, maybe two, but no, I don't I don't see them as being a transcendent player. No, mm. they no transcendent players come once every twenty years. Like you can't have a you can't have, like you can't have the transcendent player now, and then have one. Three years from now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I don't think. You know, I think, and then I, I project if you like, you know, because in basketball it isn't, it's nonstop. Well, maybe know, transcendent so. is a strong word because I mean, I, I get that. I guess that word's been thrown around a lot lately. Transcendent, yeah. you know. I mean, well, I see yeah. one here in two years. Like, you know, that we'll get to that one, but you know, I see one two years that's going to go to Duke. You know, I see, I see him. He's coming. <laughs> he just ain't here yet, you know. Like, <laughs> he goes to Duke. You're going to see him, and everybody's going to see the kid play. But like, oh, so you okay. are you talking about the man? I'm th- I'm thinking. Are you talking about? Yeah, you know y'all getting the kid out there, man. <laughs> Zion. Yeah, y'all know y'all getting him. <laughs> oh yeah, we know, we know. But uh, y'all getting him. Um, so I mean, or even even the kid Porter, he may be the next chance in the pair. So um, we just have to wait. I don't think we have him yet, but. As far as beforehand, that's how I thought it was going to shake out. Um, what was interesting was, oh, I like personally, I kind of didn't want Lonzo Ball to fall where he wanted to go, and I did just for entertainment value. You know, just I didn't really care to be honest. I just just wanted to be entertaining. So before the draft, once they drafted, I mean, once they traded away D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo to the Nets, the Lakers, I knew Lonzo Ball was going to LA. Of course, most people do that. Like, yeah, you don't make a trade and don't bring in Lonzo Ball. Like that makes no sense. Um, so before the draft, I thought it was. I think I think it's a good class. I just don't think it's legendary, like everybody's saying. Like this is going to be a legendary class. Well, so, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't want to speak for everybody else. I don't, I don't, people like me, myself. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I've. It's hard to call a, a draft legendary in the moment. Yeah. Um, so uh, I haven't called it legendary, but I think it's gonna. Be, I think it has the potential to be. Well, you can say that about any draft. Any draft going in has the potential to be. You know, if guys pan out, you know, it has the potential to be legendary. Yeah. I get it, but so you didn't. So you didn't. That two thousand three draft class when they got drafted, you didn't think that that class was legendary. I mean, I honestly thought that class was legendary when it came out. Like, I mean, some, some, I mean, obviously, some years. I mean, obviously, some years yeah. you just know. Obviously, like two thousand three okay. was one of those few years that 
you just knew. I mean, I wasn't around in '84, so obviously I couldn't I couldn't yeah. tell you. You know, going in, we knew '84 was going to be what it was. You and know. even in '96, I wasn't seasoned enough about. Yeah, this. even in '96, I mean, we was both what you know, eight, like ten 11. years old. Yeah, so we wasn't exact. I mean, we knew we watched it, but we didn't have the 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 wherewithal to break it down. You know in real time to say, oh, yeah, you know, we knew Marcus Camby was going to be this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So um, I, I think that, you know, so just kind of, you know, following up on that, like, I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously it's hard to say what draft is going to be legendary. I, I think going in, I think it has the potential to be a really good draft, um, maybe great draft. Transcend it? No, because I, I agree with you. I don't see a transcendent guy. I think the closest thing to a transcendent player in this draft is Lonzo Ball. Just because I think the way his game is, um, I think he can transcend the game. Like Fultz, I mean, we, for as good as Fultz is, we have tons of Markel Fultz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have we have a Markel Fultz on every team almost. So, you know, I, I don't think he has a chance to be transcendent in that sense. But I think Lonzo does. Um so I mean I yeah. guess so I guess um what so who are the three transcendent players that you think that that this draft has? I mean I know I've, I've we've talked about this before but just to kind of refresh people who haven't listened or whatever. Well I think uh of course Lonzo Ball let's just take him off the, the mm-hmm. list right now. You know, I think if he lives up I don't even want to say potential. I think uh if his skill set matures in the NBA and he plays the way he played in college of course. I think he's a hybrid of a mix between fucking Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson. I think the kid has the stuff. So um, I think he's my one. Like if he if this draft needs to hit, like he has, to, he, he's going to be the flag bearer. He's going to have to carry. I agree. Um, I think so. I agree the, too. The that he gets with, with the noise he makes, or the noise his father makes, I should say. <laughs> he's the one. He's he's going to be the torch carry. Like he he's it. You know that nigga um, on Monday Night Raw, right? <laughs> Probably. No, he is. No, I'm serious. He is. Oh, I have it. I have it DVR. I'm about to watch this shit after the fact. Oh man. So uh, yeah, I think, he, I think he's the. I think he has the potential to be the transcendent player. Um. Uh, I think you know most people won't agree with me, but I think Jason Tatum has the stuff. I think. I I you know I agree with you. Yeah, well, I've been, you know, I'm not, and, I, and it's hard, you know, I'm not a big fan, so, you know, when I see it, like, it must mean something, you know. But I told you this even last year when we, when you kept talking about Luke Kennard, and I always tell you, like, listen, this boy, he has it. Whatever it is, he just has it, right? Like, this motherfucker can play. Like, I don't care what you say. When I see him on the court against other players in college, and he was only a freshman, I'm like, hey, man, he's the best player on the court. Like, he is the best player on the no, go ahead. My bad. But what? Okay, yeah. So when I saw him play, I was like, yeah. So he has a chance. Transcendent, maybe not, but I think he has superstars like potential. I think his ceiling is very high. And that, then, that's uh, that's what we'll use. We'll use superstar. Forget transcendent. This draft has three superstars or yeah. potential superstars. And my third. And my third is uh, Fox. Near Fox. I think he has the next. I I think he has a chance to be John Wall. Like I really think he has the chance to be really? an improved. So no faults for you, huh? Yes, I. No, no, because we're talking about superstars here. Just like you just said, I think I think so. Man, he has he has the potential to be, but I'm saying like if I had to bet my money on on three players, 
Those Fox are the three players. Because Fox is going to going to Sacramento, where he's going to be playing alone, right? And he's going to get the mature into that. And when I see Fox play, he reminds me of John Wall with the jump shot. Like, okay. And you like, think he has guy. a jump shot? Uh, I'm talking better than John Walls. John Wall doesn't have a jump shot at all. And you see what John Wall does in the game. Well, he has a jump shot now, or at least a decent one. Uh, nah, I think De'Aaron Fox's jump shot is way better than John Wall's jump you, shot. You think so? Clearly. I guess. Clearly. That's not saying much, man. That's not saying much. That's not saying much because the one thing that's that's known about De'Aaron Fox is his shooting. So that's not saying much. But yeah, whatever. It's not as bad as people make it out to be because I think Josh Jackson's shot is way worse. But not. Yeah, but, but he stopped forty four percent for three point land this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so but I'm saying like if you look at John Wall who averaged twenty and ten with, with without a jump shot. That speed alone is going to kill defenses, man. That that kid can, in the end, I don't think anybody, and he can defend. Like, you know, so them are my three. Uh, I think I, I think Markel Fultz, like everybody's jumping on, I think even though he went number one, I knew he was going to go number one because he has the potential to be the probably the best player in the draft. I think it's going to hinder him going to Philly. Like, that's too many new pieces and too many young people that need the ball. Like, yeah, Simmons needs the ball. Simmons needs the ball. First of all, is what is what? First of all, is Ben Simmons healthy? Number one, that's the biggest question. And is he your point guard or is he your center? Because the kid, I heard the kid grew two more inches, and like they're saying, like he's six eleven. Like wow. Like I heard Ben Simmons is six eleven right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I don't. I, I mean. We'll see. And if all those kids can play in Philly, who knows uh, if they can stay healthy. Foot problems are always terrible for big men, 6'11 motherfuckers. So uh, we'll see. So who, so who do you have as your transcendent, I mean, or your superstars outside of Lonzo Ball? Well, I, to, for one, Ben Simmons, I thought Ben Simmons was a transcendent player. Um, yeah. Or the potential to be. So um, just, going, just, just going back to that, going back to that discussion, but... Um, I mean, obviously, I think Lonzo, and I'm not saying it because the Lakers picked him. Obviously, because you know, you know that if the Lake, if I wasn't, I wasn't in agreement with it, I'd be ripping the shit out of it, like I'm about to do with my other team in a second. But, um, <laughs> but, um, hey, man. <laughs> Joe, save my energy, yo, save my energy. Yeah. But no, but uh, um, I think, I think, uh, obviously, Lonzo. I think for I'm. I'm giving Fultz a little bit more credit than you are. I like Fultz. The only thing I will say, the one thing if I want, like I told Noah Tor, um, who I did an interview with last week, shout out to Noah Tor for coming on the show too. Um, good dude, good guest. So yeah, go go follow him on Twitter. Um, um, like I told him, I, 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 the one thing that would concern me about about Fultz, and it's, and it's one concern I had about Simmons, too, is two guys who, for as great as they were, for as ballyhooed as they were, um, there were two guys that didn't lead their first two number one picks in the modern draft era to never, I repeat, never play in the NCAA tournament. Like, that that would concern me, man. That that would... Now, obviously, this isn't counting guys out of high school. This, this doesn't count Kwame Brown or anything like that, but, uh, you know, outside of that, like, I mean, even Anthony Bennett... Brown, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to Kwame Brown, yo. But I wasn't gonna bring that up. Good thing you did. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but 
just blame it on Mike, man. Just blame it on Mike, man. Set the franchise back. Just, just blame it on Mike, man. Just blame it on Mike. Shout out to the goat, right? Shout out to the goat, man. Shout out to the goat. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think uh, I think Fultz is gonna be really good. Now I agree. I, I I have now. I'll give you credit for the Philly thing. I haven't thought about it like that yet. You know, they do have a potential problem because Howard and Sims gonna play. Howard, him and Simmons gonna play together, especially. If, I know people say that you know Fultz can transition to being off the ball a lot, but I don't, I don't know. I gotta believe it. I, I gotta see it to believe it. So. Um, We'll see, but I'm not. I'm not a big believer in that yet. Um, but yeah, I, I I like Fultz. I like Ball. Um, I think Tatum. I agree with you. I was telling Noah Tour last week. I don't know if you listened to the interviews or whatever, but I was telling Noah that uh, you know I think I think just uh, I think uh, Jason Tatum is the most underrated player in this draft. Like to me, like if any other year in any other draft, I think Jason Tatum is a clear number one pick, but for some reason like he's just getting overlooked in this draft and i think because everybody's got a hard on for fucking josh jackson and i'll get to josh jackson um yeah i i'll get to him trust i'll get to him because he's he he's he's my he's my second rant of the night um how many rants you got oh i got a couple i got a couple dog but um but uh you know i think jason tatum is so underrated like the guy got hurt his season really could have been a lot better than even what that ended up than what it ended up being because he got hurt. He was slow by that by that foot injury that kept him out for a couple. I think for the first almost first month of the season, and you know, so it took him a couple weeks to kind of get in the groove and get his legs up under him. But once he did, I mean, he carried us in the second half. And I know I've been on the Luke Kennard bandwagon, and I love Luke. I think Luke and I and I said it too. I think Luke Kennard is underrated. As well, and I think Luke is going to be one of those guys that can play in the league for 10, 15 years, be a, a good player, a starter on a good team. I, I, that's how highly I think of Luke Kennard. Obviously, he's not Jason Tatum, but um, I think Jason Tatum, for whatever reason, is underrated. Um, I like Fox. I don't love Fox as many as other people do. I, I think, I think that. I think the second half Kentucky had and into the, the tournament run, I think has built uh, Fox more than what I think he is. I think I I like De'Aaron Fox. I don't know if he's ready to contribute right right away. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be one of those guys that's going to struggle a year or two and then kind of figure it out. I don't know if he's ready to play and ball out right now. One thing I would say though for De'Aaron Fox is I would never bet against a point guard who was coached by Calipari. I mean, he puts him in the league. Okay. Okay. Oh, really? You, you went, you went bad against him. What about my boy? Uh, who? Uh, what about my boy? Um, damn, I'm forgetting his fucking name, man. The nigga that's been on 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 highlight reels consistently for the last five Brandon years, Knight? Brandon, Brandon Knight. Knight. He still bows out like now the Duke. He play no defense, but Brandon Knight still is. I mean, Brandon Knight is a solid player, but so I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he's a superstar, obviously, but he's a solid player. But come on, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying De'Aaron Fox is going to be a bust. I'm not saying that. I don't want you to think I'm saying that. Like I, I, I like De'Aaron Fox. I, I'll just say this. I, I've all year when I watched that team, I, I've loved Malik Monk more. Like I think now the the thing about Monk, and I agree with everybody's criticism of Monk is what is he? What, he has no real position. He has no position really. Like, he's not a he's not a he's not a two guard because he's small and he's well he's a two guard. His position is two guard. But he's too small. And he's not a point guard. So he's a combo guard. And combo guards are really dangerous to predict. 
because those are guys that I think have a have a have a real chance of struggling. Like in the league now, like it used to be that the combo forward where it was the was the death nail. Like remember that? Remember that? Like ten years ago, 10, 15 years ago, like old NBA, like a combo forward was like the worst thing you can be because you really didn't, you really had no position because you weren't big enough to play the four because you really weren't big enough to play the four, but you weren't athletic or fast enough to play the three. So you were kind of like in an island onto yourself. So now, I think I think the combo guard is like that now. Because I think now with the evolution of basketball, positionless basketball, and stretch and stretching is it's become a big stretching the floor has become a big staple of the game. I think you can live with a combo forward more than you can live with a combo guard per se. Yep. Like I, that's what I think Malik Malik Monk's big issue is. Um, but I you know I, I, I like Fox, but you know I, I'm not. I, I guess I'm just he's overloved. I'm not even gonna say he's overrated. I think he's overloved by a lot of people. Um. And then to me, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. I've said it. I've said it before on the podcast. I said it last week. Um, I think Josh Jackson is a bust to me. I, I, he's he's the guy to me that I see in this draft number one from day one, and I say, yep, he's gonna be a bust. Is every draft has him? I think he's gonna be a bust, man. And and let me tell you, did you hear about Josh Jackson though? That he wouldn't work out for the Celtics. Well, I heard he canceled his workout because it was too late the day of the draft or the day before the draft. I'm sorry. Um, that's what I read about it. That he, he canceled the day before the draft because they wanted him to work out a little bit too late and too close to the draft. Gonna fall down to the number three pick. You know, you know, because the trade happened, you know, a couple of days before the draft. Yeah, Monday of the draft, last Monday. It was when it well, when it was made official. It happened like over the weekend, but it was made official yeah, on Monday. But here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear none of that. I'm just telling you what I read. No, no, I, but but did you but did you hear that they canceled it while bought, while Danny Ainge and uh, and uh, Brad Stevens were in midair, like literally in the air, yeah. like yeah, yeah. maybe like an hour or two away from Sacramento, and they canceled it. They canceled the workout. Like to me, that if I'm a, if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, that would give me pause about Josh Jackson. First of all, when the Boston Celtics want to work you out, I don't give a fuck if it's 1 a.m. draft day. You're gonna work out. Like this is first of all, it's the Boston Celtics. Number one. Number two, a Boston Celtics team that just came from a Eastern Conference. Say what you want to say about them. They just they they are very they are a good team. It's not like like if you want to skip a Sacramento workout, I get it. I understand. I don't like it, but I understand it. You know, if, if, if the Pelicans want to work you out and you're like, nah, I'm good. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. The Boston Celtics want to work you out. Like to me, if the if the Lakers, the Celtics, well, maybe not the Lakers now, but <laughs> but the Celtics want to work you out. Like you you make every intention to make that workout. I don't want to hear excuses about well it was too late, the day of the draft, the day before. I, I don't want to hear none of that. You 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 make the workout. And and even less and even and even more puzzling is the way they did it. There's a professional way of handling things. Now you could say, ah, oh, well, he's a 19 year old kid. He's never been in the league before. He's not a professional yet. Yeah, but he's got people around him that have been professional. He's got agents. He's got handlers. These guys are connected. They know. Dude, somebody should have pulled him in the side like, yo, if you're gonna cancel this, do it face to face, blah blah blah, or give a reason why you, you know, da 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 That would give me pause, yo. I'm serious. If I'm if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan right now, and I'm like, yo, this nigga turned down a workout with the Boston Celtics, that would give me pause. 
that's just me. I know I'm crazy. I know some people may think I'm crazy for saying that, but that would give me some some concern. And on top of that, A, he's got off-the-court issues that would concern me if I'm a team. And not to mention he can't shoot. I think he, I just I don't I've never I've ne- I, I just have not understood the love that this guy gets. Not to mention he played a lot of four in college. His big his biggest games, his most success came when he played the four. He's not playing the four in the league. I mean, he I guess he could play a small a real small ball four, but he's not really going to have success as a four in the league. I don't think. So he's going to have to play the wing, and he can't shoot. Can't handle rock like he should for a three position. So. I don't know, man. I I think he's got bust written all over him. I don't like that kid as much as other people do. But what the hell do I know? To me, uh, I'm not a huge Josh Jackson fan. I think I think he screams bust. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I, did you did you agree with my thoughts on Josh Jackson or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lane, you hit the nail on the head, especially when you're talking about his off the court issues, man. Um, <laughs> I'm never for punishing a kid. But I think, you know, this is a part of the problem when you like you talk about the one and dones and coming straight out of high school. Sometimes these kids I don't think he's mature enough. That's that would be my concern. Yeah. That would be even with the cancellation of the workout, like with people like, Well, I'm not full punishing a nineteen year old. Um, at some point you gotta understand, like either you cancel prior or even if you think you made a terrible mistake and you're not gonna be ready, you still go through the workout. These people are in mid like you said, in mid flight. In midair, coming to see you work out. You're not flying to them. They're flying to you. You know, because most workouts, the players fly to to the organization. They flew to you just to see you. Exactly. And you could have had enough. You could have had a common courtesy. Say, hey, a little off today. A little tired. A little close to the thing. I'm gonna give y'all a little bit. I ain't gonna give y'all all of it since y'all came all this way. You know, I'm just not so. And I, I just don't think he's mature enough. Like, he had the vandalism case while he was at KU. And then he also had the case where he, you know, he threatened the girl right before mm-hmm. the tournament. Yeah. He threatened that yeah. female until he was going to beat her motherfucking ass. So that already let me know, like, with all, especially with all this stuff going on about, you know, domestic violence and all these all these players getting in trouble for putting their hands on women. And it's publicized and it's out there for you still in this day and age to be an athlete. And even threaten yourself in that you're situation. Fucking, you're fucking retarded. Exactly. You're, dumb. you're you're retarded. Exactly. Your career hasn't even begun, and you're retarded. Like so, it's, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I totally agree with you. I don't think the kid's mature enough. I honestly don't. And I think giving him money and letting him play basketball might be the worst thing to do for him at this moment in life. Especially on a young team like Phoenix that has yeah. a lot of young, immature players on that team. Exactly. No real veteran presence besides yeah. what Tyson Chandler, Tyson and they Chandler. might trade him. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, don't. It's it just yeah. I, I just a bad recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster to me, in my opinion. So, uh, I you know, I don't want to. I don't want to dog the guy, but to me, it it just it, it has it has bus written all over it, man. But I, I mean, again, I, I think this is going to be a good draft. I think it's going to be a really good draft. It has the potential to be that. Um, we'll see. Obviously, we won't be able to judge it in five years. But um, what are the f- what the fuck are the Knicks doing, man? Like, <laughs> like, <sighs> Shout out to Phil Jackson. Yo, Phil Jackson's my new hero, man. Like, here's the thing, though, man. Here's the thing. I don't even I don't even know how to pronounce the kid's name. Nick 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 Nick
Yeah, the nigga from France. The 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 the, 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 the nigga from France. The French nigga. Um, that ain't Tony Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the French nigga that ain't Parker. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think he's got a chance to be a good player. Like he's, he looks like he's got some ability that he may turn out to be a good player down the line sometime. Whenever, who knows, right? To me, but to me, and now this is predicated on whether you love Dennis Smith, whether you love Malik Monk, whether you love those guys. But to me, you cannot argue with me. Now, there's some scouts out there. There's some fans that may argue with me. To me, Dennis Smith is another guy who's been supremely oh, yeah. underrated in this fucking draft. Yep. Like, I don't, I, totally I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. Like, I know he got hurt. I know he had that ACL injury um, to his knee, um, his senior year of high school. And he basically kind of played all of last year, kind of rehabbing from it. Even though I know he played and had some good moments, he he still was kind of working himself back in the fit, in the, into shape or whatever, right? And I know some of his medicals, some people were concerned with that, with the knee and all that. But that damn show didn't seem to stop uh, Harry Giles from getting drafted. So I don't want to hear about medicals. Um, <laughs> Because if anybody got more, because because hey, yeah, because because if, if if there's one nigga that has med- uh, a medical rap sheet for days, it's fucking Harry Giles. But I, I don't get it. I don't understand the just the lack of love that Dennis Smith has had in this fucking whole draft process. Like I can understand why people might not love Malik Monk. I get that. But Dennis Smith, I mean, to me, he's a guy that can come in the league and dominate from day one. And to me, the Knicks had it right there. You got a young, exciting, flashy, athletic point guard. When's the last time the Knicks have ever had that? Marbury was past his prime at that point when they got him. You know, so when is the last time the Knicks have had an exciting young point guard? <laughs> Rod Strickland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'd, why not take Dennis Smith? You pair him up with, with, with Porzingis, with, with Willie Hernan Gomez, you got yourself a semblance of a team. You got yourself a semblance of a young core. Go figure. After all that, you got yourself a, core, a, a young core that you can build around. You take this Nikolatinka kid, the French nigga, you take this nigga, and you don't even know if this nigga's going to be ready to play for two years. Like, you could, like, we could conceivably be waiting for this cat in 2020, for all we know. I don't know. I just I, again, you can't like I, I and I and I forget who says who said this. I'm I can't give him credit. I think it was I, I I don't know if it was Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen, but I'm gonna give him credit for it. Fuck it. Um, when he was talking about the NFL drafts, like grading NFL drafts, and and he said like nobody grades the NFL drafts on the players or on on the players themselves. They grade them on the logic of the pick. Yeah. In real time, like yeah, the fit. The, the fit, fit and the and, and just yep. the logic. Like obviously, if you have like Anthony, you pick this like guy if yeah, clearly, <laughs> yeah, like if you've got LeBron James, you're not gonna pick Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, m- most people well, would understand. LeBron. That's just a logical. Yeah, gonna, that's just a lot. Exactly. That's an illogical pick. Realistically, yeah. realistically speaking, yeah. so you you grade a draft on and, and you grade a draft and its immediacy and in, in its immediacy you grade it on logic. Not on the player itself. So if you're grading it on logic, I, I give the Knicks a fucking F. Because like to me, when this kid is ready to help you, Phil won't be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this nigga might not help you till 2020. That's if he ever contributes. I don't know. You don't know this kid. Now I, people will say, well, you know, they got it right with Porzingis. But yeah, but for every Porzingis, I can name you a Frederick Rice. <laughs> so. 
I don't know what this kid. I'm not gonna boo it and rip it to shreds like, you know, some other draft because Lord knows, Lord knows, I have a litany of draft picks I can rip on the Knicks for for days and days and days to come. Michael Sweetney for one. Um, man, shout out to Mike Sweeney, man. With George, man. Don't this nigga got a heart problem or some shit? Hey, man, come. No, I'm just saying. Didn't he have a heart problem? I ain't, oh, I ain't bagging on the dude because he got a heart problem. Just saying, didn't he have a heart problem? Eddie Curry, man. <laughs> Oh, my bad. No, but he had some other issue too. Like, you know, he had like an anxiety issue. He, no, I was, he was just Nah, I was just I was watching E60 on, on this nigga. Like he had some issues with like anxiety or he wanted to kill himself or some shit like that. He probably was depressed. Yeah, I would be depressed too playing for the fucking Knicks. <laughs> shit, I want it off myself too. Shit. But um especially when we passed up uh Amari Stoudemire. Fuck bastards. But um <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad about that shit. I sat there because I knew Stoudemire was gonna be now. I knew I hadn't seen him. Before. I had watched like a game of his because uh, I was living in Florida at the time, and niggas that was telling me about Amari. But you know, I mean, obviously, you don't know what the fuck they're gonna be or whatever, whatever. But I just I saw that dude's I saw that dude's highlights, and I was like, yo, this nigga's about to be raw as fuck. And I was like, yo, Knicks draft this nigga. What else can you? What, man, what, what do you got to lose? This nigga ain't ready to play. Stash him away for a couple years, right? Uh-huh. Which is totally counterproductive, totally, totally, totally counter to what I'm saying right now with this Nico Tinka nigga. But uh-huh. still, whatever. I, I thought Amari Stoudemire was going to be good. I don't know. I just had a hunch. And they draft Michael Sweetney. I was like, come on, dude. At best, this dude's going to be a Kurt Thomas type nigga. Uh-huh. And he wasn't even that. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Shout out to Michael Sweetney though, man. Don't 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 off yourself for these words, man. I'm just saying. Um, but. I, 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 just the logic of the pick, man. Just it, it infuriates me because I'm like, yo, you had Dennis Smith sitting right there. If this dude busts, you're gonna be forever criticized for passing on Dennis Smith at number eight. Like he fell to you because Dennis Smith is a top three, top five talent. Yep. And he fell to you at eight. You had up like the Knicks would have been instantly winners of this draft if they got Dennis Smith at eight. And then of course he goes one pick later <laughs> to the Mavericks, and I think the Mavericks got a steal. In Dennis Smith. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Also, that was one I was gonna say earlier, but I forgot all about it. I think yeah. Portland. I I guess we can transition over the steals, but hey, but before we transition, just say the Knicks are fucking retarded. What are the Knicks doing? Uh, I I don't get it. Let's talk about oh, before we go to the the, the to the steals. What you think about the Jimmy Butler trade? Terrible for Chicago. Yep. Yeah, because they picked marketing, and I'm like, I don't. I, don't, I mean. Minnesota got away with highway robbery. You think so? You think they got away with highway robbery? Yes, man. I think Minnesota got away with highway robbery, man. Cause I think, uh, I, I agree. I, you know my feelings think, on you. You know my feelings on Gar Foreman and, and Paxson. The the shit. Yeah, the shit crew. Fired. Yeah, they should have been. They should have been canned so long ago. I, like I swear, I said this on Twitter. Like I think I think Foreman and Paxson have been fucking Jerry Reinsdorf's daughter since like 1990 or some shit. And they got like naked. They got nudes of this chick or something. Cause like yo, this is this. That's the only way that it explains that John Paxson basically has a, a job. I know he hit the game winning three in Game Six of Phoenix. I get that, but this nigga has a job for life apparently. Like these Amen. dudes have been terrible, terrible as GMs. Hey man, he said, uh, "Don't get mad at him because he uh, 
he got a lifetime pass to fuck up the, the Bulls organization for life, man. It's like yo, he's repaying. I guess I guess karma's repaying him for him winning that game winning shot because this nigga is just fucking up. I saw that trade. I was like, Chris Dunn, the yeah. seventh pick. And I forgot who else. What other slobs they got in that fucking trade? Not Zach Levine. Zach Levine, who's another combo guard, who's hurt. Yeah. And it's Chris Dunn. Yeah. Ooh, I was surprised by Chris Dunn because I actually thought Chris Dunn was going to be good. Now, he might still be good, but he, he wasn't good last year. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Minnesota got a steal in that in that draft. They in that still trade. got him for two more. They got him and they got him for two more years. Yeah. Yep. That was the crazy part. Like you didn't even you didn't even have to trade Jimmy Butler at this moment. Like, like you had all the cards. Jimmy well, I, I I disagree with you. I think they had to trade Jimmy Butler. I think Chicago has to start tearing it down. Like I agree. Like this current iteration of Bull, of Bulls teams is just not like because we've talked about this before. The worst thing you can be is a thirty nine and forty one type of team and or thirty nine and forty three type of team. But not for this though. That's what I'm saying. Not. For oh yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like I, I agree with you. Like if you tearing them down, you like hey man, hey Boston, you know you got the number one pick. You know like. The next fucking three years, it looks. Hey, let me get that next year number one pick. Well, let me get the Nets pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let Let me get one of your your role, your key players. Let me get that number one pick, in, and you flip it that way. You, you know, so because the, the yeah you so low on Jimmy Butler. Like I'm giving you an all star, a ready made all star, and I have my problems well, with Jimmy. Two more years on the contract. Exactly at twenty <laughs> at twenty seven. Like I'm giving you a ready made. I have my problems with Jimmy Butler, but I'm giving you a very very good player. I'm giving you a guy who can score twenty one points a game, can play, a, a, can a play. Uh, yep, a two way player can play can play defense. You know, on a good team, I think Jimmy Butler is a perfect number two option. And on this team, you can make the case he's the number three option or number uh, or, or number one. I mean, either way, he fits in right in. Like to me, you if you make that trade, like you got to get something more back. Like to me, instead of the seventh pick, like you have to, like you have to get a seventh pick and two first round picks in the future. Like I, I don't know. That that trade was horrible. What you think of the D'Angelo trade though? Um, smart on the Lakers on the Lakers part. That was that was really nifty to get. I mean, like I told you, we talked off uh, off air about this. I was like, get rid of that Moscow contract was major. I don't know how the fuck Magic does it. Like, I don't know how he just did that. Got rid of them. There's no way I'm taking on Timothy Moscow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not taking off Magic. Yo, like you can you can literally you can literally give me Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'm all not the baddest money. bitches that live in in <laughs> New Orleans. And I'm still not taking the Mozgov contract. Yeah. Like I'm still not doing that. Like I don't care. I don't care what you're giving me. Yeah, I'm not taking that Mozgov contract. Like I feel like I feel like NBA GM should collude against the Lakers just for that Mozgov contract. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like you should collude against a team for giving Mozgov 64 million. Like yo, like, so- like like you set the market for this nigga. Like after after Mozgov, because remember they signed him right. The first night of free agency, so he set the market for a week center class. And these niggas, yo, if I'm a GM, I'm like, yo, I'm punishing the Lakers just, just <laughs> like just for that stupid ass shit. Like if they call me and say, yeah, we'll give you, um, you know, every draft pick we have from now to 2030, and Larry Nance Jr. and blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, and by the way, we'll throw in Tim- Timothy Mozgov. Click. <laughs> I'm hanging up. I'm hanging the fuck up, dog. So, um, 
I think the, the Lakers did magic because I mean they already knew they had the number two pick. They knew they were going to Lonzo Ball. They knew they were going to get a point guard. And D'Lo had to go, like like you said. Now my only issue with that. What's up? My only issue with that, and and you know, you and I both know, we talked about this shit online, offline. I think they sold low on D'Angelo. Like the trade uh-huh. itself wasn't a problem. I think they sold low on D'Angelo because to me, if you're trading a D'Angelo, like to me, D'Angelo still has some value. I, I know people will disagree with that. I still think he has some value. The guy has only been in the league two years. A former top three pick, a guy who, for all his flaws, for all his flaws, did average fifteen and six. Like I think you could have got something back for him. More than what you got, basically. Like to me, he shouldn't have been included in the salary dump. I get the logic of including him. You gave you entice Brooklyn to 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 to, to take Mozgov by giving him D'Angelo. I get that, but to me, I, I would have got. I would have tried to get something back for him more than that. Like to me, if if he would have been included in a Paul George trade or whatever, I can understand that. But to basically like all like. Because you know, who knows? For all for all our criticisms of D'Angelo Russell, and Lord knows I have many in his two year stint with the Lakers. Like my biggest thing with him was he still has the potential to develop into somebody really, really good. And I don't want to be the guy that basically traded him for a salary dump. Well, that was my only issue. What you get back? Well, we got Brook Lopez. We got Brook Lopez. We got Brook Lopez and his expiring contract. We got Brook Lopez, and uh, we got Brook Lopez and his expiring contract. Yeah. Oh, and the t- and it's and the and the twenty seventh pick in the draft. Yeah, because yeah, because y'all had twenty seven and twenty eight. Oh, by the way, by the way, he's not a bum. I'm not mad about Brook Lopez. Like I'm, I, I obviously Brook Lopez is an upgrade oh, over 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 Mozgov fifteen days out of the week. I get that. Um, and I think he'd be a good. Although I was I was against it at first. I think he'd be a good mentor for Zubak, our young center. Oh yeah. Um. So I, I don't I don't knock I don't knock uh, Brooke Lopez. My thing is just I, I the it just feels like you traded D'Angelo for a seventy dollar and I I didn't like that. You know what I mean? But I mean we got and and I I, lo- I love what the Lakers did with the twenty seventh pick and I think they traded back and got the thirtieth pick. Uh, basically we got Josh Hart. I love that fucking pick. I Josh Hart is a guy is another guy who's gonna play in the league for fifteen years, be a Rajah Bell type. I love I love that Josh Hart pickup, and I like the Kyle Kuzma pickup too from Utah. That kid's got, you know, he's a he's a six nine, you know, combo forward can play the three, can play the four, can play the threes. Good, good good passing skills, like another weapon to use in a trade or another young piece to build around for the future. Like I, I loved I, I and and then in the second round we got Thomas Bryant, who I think is underrated in this draft class too. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, he was really underrated. So, I know I'm not in Indiana. I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't see why I thought that that low, but of course, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, Thomas Bryant, I, I love. So, again, I, I loved a lot about what the Lakers did as a residual effect of that trade, but I just don't, I don't know. I just, I don't. Maybe I'm nitpicking, I guess, but I, I, I would have loved to see D'Angelo. I don't, I don't mind trading him. I just feel like you sold low on an asset that you had. That's my only gripe. I think the trade came out well on, on LA's standpoint, man. I think, and then I think because you you weren't going to get too much for you weren't getting anything. For Nobody wanted D'Angelo Russell, also, man. Everybody sees this kid, man. No, Fifteen I, is from your star point guard. I mean, let's be honest, man. You're not 
you're not turning heads at 15 and 6, man. You're not, I, you're just, I, I, not. Listen, I'm not saying that D'Angelo Russell was was going to get you a King's Ransom. I'm not, I, I never said that. But you could have gotten something for D'Angelo Russell. Something yeah, no more of value. Something more of value. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Only, Some, only way somebody's get D'Angelo Russell is if you take, like, hey, man, when you trade him, when he comes here, man, he can't have no cell phone, man. Ain't no <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way he's coming, man. <laughs> or or you be or you be like, yo, we're not signing Nick Young. Anywhere this nigga goes, we're not signing Nick Young. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is going me. So, but yeah. I mean, I I get it. I mean, again, I'm not trying to over overstate D'Angelo Russell because I get it. I have problems with D'Angelo Russell. He was overhyped coming out, and he hadn't lived up to the hype, but. At the same time, he was an asset, and I don't buy that nobody wanted him. I think there's teams out there that could have used a uh, that could have used a D'Angelo Russell, and you could have got something for him. Um, obviously, the Nets thought highly enough of him to take fucking Mozgov. Man, man, we talking about the Nets here, man. The Nets also, man. Billy King got the Nets. They got KG and Paul Pierce. And look let's, what the Nets let's, let's let's leave Billy King alone. He's Lord knows he's been through enough. Let, let, no, let's, let's not yeah I agree no he hasn't no he hasn't I agree let's kill Billy King what the fuck like if I'm Billy King like honestly at this point like I think I wouldn't even watch basketball no more like I honestly like I don't even think I could watch basketball like I, honestly I will go the way of Bartman remember Steve Bartman I will go the way of Steve like I really have to go incognito like I literally would have to change my name I would have to like dye my skin blue white or some shit like just completely erase any any fraction of a memory that i existed in my current in my current state like i can't like no no because every time like if i'm like if that shit would if he was a knicks gm and he did that like i promise you i'd be going to jail because anytime i ever saw like anytime i ever saw this nigga on the street like i don't care if we're at sabaro at the mall like if i see billy king like on site Hold that, nigga. Like I'm, I'm sticking him on site. Like, uh, like it's a fight. Like, nigga, you traded your, you traded all of your first round picks from now to 2022. And at the time this trade happened, what in 2013? <laughs> so you traded all of your draft picks for basically a decade to get to 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 get to get four niggas on AARP. And you know, Cameron Garnett was coming up like. We seen him in Boston with, with playing on one leg. It exactly, was, exactly. Playing on one leg, like he was out there, like yo, there's no way I'm giving up this for KG at this point. Like no. I'm not getting hit KG. I ain't getting the big ticket, man. I'm getting like, <laughs> they got a Kings ransom for that kid. Danny Ainge swindled the shit out of Billy. <laughs> oh my God, Billy King! Like Billy, I'm, I'm. I, this is I. I look, and and I feel bad for Billy King because he's probably a nice person. He, he's probably a nice guy. He's probably a tither. He's he's a he's a you know he pays all his tithes on time. He doesn't rob God. He, you know he's he's a spiritual man. Probably he probably feeds the homeless people on his days off. I, he's probably a sweetheart person. I swear, probably is. But dog, you gotta get you gotta get ripped for the rest of your fucking life for making that trade. Like I don't care what he does. Like Billy King could literally discover cancer like tomorrow. Like literally, like I could wake up tomorrow. I could turn on the TV. I, I could turn on TV. I could turn on the TV. Turn on CNN and be like, oh, uh, in breaking news, Billy King has discovered a cure for cancer. Fuck that nigga. That nigga traded eight draft picks for KG. <laughs> An old ass KG at that. 
same way. That's funny because if he was the Wizards GM, man, God Dog, knows. God, yo. <laughs> think, think of it like uh, <laughs> he saved seven orphans in the, <laughs> in the burning building. I'm like, yo, we still be better off if he was dead, man. Did he die? <laughs> Oh man, dog! I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like he can't live that shit down, B. Like he can't live it down ever. Like there's just no coming back from that shit. And I used to think Scott Layton was a horrible GM. Like I used to think he's still a fucking piece of shit ass GM. I get that he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't downgraded there. But if Scott Layton is a piece of shit GM, what the fuck is Billy King? Listen, man. Um, I'm pretty sure some fans out there be like, yo, why couldn't he be the black dude shot by the police? Because Billy King, you deserve it. Uh. <laughs> yo, Billy King, you deserve it, man. Yo, know, fans are like, yo, like, all this black lives matter. Billy King, like, don't matter. I tell you that shit. <laughs> like, they, hey, oh, man, that's man. terrible, man. Hey, man, it ain't my fault, man. I couldn't, if I was a Nets fan, I'm just saying, man, that's, I, woo. Yo, Billy, nah, man. Nah, Billy King can't, just can't walk around these streets safe, man. He just, he just can't, he can't walk like he ain't just fuck my life up type shit, man. Like, nah, man, you got to understand what happened. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to show you what happened, so. Yeah, he fucked, like, he basically set that franchise back for 10 years, bro. Like, no, no, he set him back for 20 to 30 years. Like, they're never going to recover from this. Like, <laughs> no, this ain't, you just talk about, like, oh, These niggas have no hope. They have no hope, dog. Just literally, they have, they literally, so what you're saying is these niggas have no, so what you're saying is these niggas have no hope at all, dog. None. None was, yo, last year, before, like, before they just did this D'Angelo Russell trade, yo, you, you seen that ridiculous contract they gave Jeremy Lin? Like, when you start throwing, like, come on, man. Like, we've seen what Jeremy Lin is. We've seen the best. They threw all this money at Jeremy Lin because they couldn't do nothing else. Like, nobody wants to come and play in Brooklyn. Nobody wants to sign in Brooklyn. Oh, nobody. You don't got no draft picks to draft anybody. Like they making my city look bad, B. Like they making my city look bad. Cause niggas don't even want to come to Brooklyn now. Like you're literally stuck in no man's land. No Absolutely. man's land. Like you don't you don't you don't have the young core in order to to attract talent. And then you can't even draft young players. So no. you know the, the veteran's not coming to play in the losing town. Like you're gonna get a star to come like, well, I'll go play in Brooklyn. Cause you gotta understand, you're in New York. For one, you're 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 in a market where you already have you have a, a dominant franchise, a face of the, one of the faces of the league franchises wise, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of New York City and going to play and then the 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 home, the, the birthplace to basketball, you think of the Knicks. So mm-hmm. you're already combating the nostalgia of Madison Square Garden and playing with the Knicks, right? And then you have no talent? Like, come on. And you can't even draft talent because you don't have any picks. Like, it makes it like, yo, Billy King. Like, you just ruined the- they literally, They literally have to, they either have to overpay for young players that might they have to they, they have to overpay for boomer bus prop like when they signed that dude tyler johnson like dude had a, a decent little cup of coffee with miami and they basically gave him a poison pill contract just to get him to go to brooklyn and if the dude develops <laughs> yeah but no what's the one dude what's the one cat that uh they signed away they signed another nigga another one of them 10 day contract niggas i don't this is this is how much we pay attention to brooklyn uh, one of them niggas on that team. I don't know. One of them scrub ass niggas on that team. Like honestly, 
Honestly, like they should just fold up and become like the Idaho River Bandits or some shit like that. Like they should just become a fucking D League team. Like, does the league really need thirty teams? Like, let's just go to twenty nine. Like, don't even don't even count Brooklyn no more, man. And it's and it pays because I'm a Brooklyn Knight. Like, this is my city. They making my city look bad, b. They should just move back to Jersey, man. Just move back to Jersey. Just move back, man. Fuck that stadium, man. The Just be. I just go back to the Izod Center, man. Oh, that's terrible. Continental Airlines Arena. Just do some Baltimore cult shit, man. Just put your pack up in the middle of the night, nigga. The Mayflower trucks on the on I ninety five, nigga. Like fuck it, we out. The only the only fucked up thing is New York never sleeps. So I mean, you ain't gonna be able to. Nah, you ain't gonna be able to. You ain't even gonna be able to watch. No, not even gonna put that shit up. My my advice for Brooklyn for this next year is your pack up things one by every day. Just just take something. Just take something and take it back. That's all you gotta do. Take one little thing, whether it be your name placard that's on your desk. <laughs> they better hope. A, they better hope. They better hope another Hurricane Sandy uh, comes through the area. <laughs> or oh, they could just travel at night while a hurricane is is, is popping. The roads is closed. Roads is closed, but we see a Mayflower traveling down I ninety five. They got to go, man. They got to go for that, man. And all because of Billy King, man. All because of Billy King. It's funny, though. Like you just said, like if the, if the Nets just was like, all right, we ain't going to play this year. It would be a D-League team or a D-League affiliate. But not even a D-League no more. Shout out to Gatorade, by the way. The club for Gatorade. <laughs> and now this is going to be called the NBA G League. The NBA <laughs> a good development league. And we got your number one team right here. The yeah. Brooklyn Nets. I'm telling you. Don't even call, don't even matter of fact, but we we not but we but you're not calling on the Brooklyn Nets. You're not about to embarrass my city even more, dog. You're just gonna you're my you yo, I'm telling you, just fold up shop, move to Idaho, become the Idaho River Bandits, man. No, nah, nah, move the Flint, move the Flint, move the Flint with barrels of clean water. Oh, and, that's and, dirty. Oh, you dirty. What about dirty? Yo, shout out to Flint. Yo, yo, shout out to Flint, yo. Play for pray for Flint, yo. They still ain't got clean yo, water I, there. I, but I, yo, but move I, the Flint. But move the Flint with barrels of fucking clean. Like, yo, promise the city, like, yo, you don't even gotta buy you don't even gotta purchase us a stadium, man. We'll just come in here bearing gifts, yo, bringing gallons and gallons of gallons of fucking water. Cause at this point, like 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 cups from the East River would be a fucking upgrade over the over the shit they got over there. So at this point, just come in with barrels and gallons of fucking water to Flint and become the Flint Tropics. Man. They'll love you. They'll love you instantly. Sell out every home game, dog. Shout out to the people in Flint, man. All them Flint stones that's out there, man. Yeah, we're not making fun of Flint. Lord knows they've been through a lot, man. Shout out to Flint, man, for real. But. All of the family members that got to flint me. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you you know I'm right, man. They they just need to become the Flint Tropics, man. Yeah, man. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no living down that shit, man. For real. Yeah. But we're gonna get off Billy King, man, because he might listen to this and just like want to excommunicate himself from the world. And we we're not we're not we're not condoning suicide or any kind of behavior like that, man. But yeah. But I am condoning. Um, Little Kimness, so just go ahead and like bleach yourself, change your identity. Wow. Like, just, just little Kim yourself. Just, just little Kim yourself, man. Remove any existence that of your former self, man. <laughs> I see this bitch at the at the at Summer Jam. Like I seen highlights of Summer Jam, and I was like, Yo, is this yeah. Kim? 
Like, I see her voice. I hear the record, but it's just like it's not the same person. It really felt like it was Iggy Azalea covering her. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is Iggy, Iggy doing out there? Shout out to the Queen Bee, man. Everybody bitch your style, man. <laughs> yeah, everybody bitch your style. Shout out to her. But, uh, yeah, man, we're going to get off of Billy King, man, because Lord knows he's been through a rough year. Lord knows. He's been through a rough couple years, but you know, we're going we'll to get off of him. Oh, it, it ain't getting no brighter in the future, man. No. <laughs> no. It ain't getting no brighter. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, when these niggas lose 60 games again next year, and Boston got the number one and the number two and three picks. Yo, oh, my man, God. Danny Ainge wake up every morning with the, with his, uh, with the Boston Globe on his shoulder. <laughs> 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 Freshly squeezed orange juice in a bagel, and it's oh, just like now the one Boston cream cheese on it's like ah oh, life is. So and, and you know people are trying to and you know people are trying to downgrade that trade now by saying like well Danny Ainge is a terrible drafter and his drafts have been terrible like if you look back like I think somebody posted on on Reddit like the list of every draft pick Danny Ainge has made since he's been a GM. And they've been fucking horrible. Outside of like Avery Bradley and um, like Al Jefferson, they've been they've been horrible, like horrific draft picks. But yo, if, if, but if I have that many draft picks, like yo, you're not gonna be fucking picking all stars every year and every fucking draft pick you have. But when I have like if I have an assortment of number one like lottery guaranteed number one picks for the next five years, <laughs> like eventually I'm gonna hit I'm gonna get it right. Like eventually it's gonna be one of them years where Zion Williamson is in the fucking draft and I'm just gonna exactly. draft this nigga. Like that's what it does. It gives you the security blanket. Yeah, you may not draft a nigga a transcendent player this year. Hell you may not even draft him next year. But before this shit is over, luck of the Irish is gonna struck and you're just gonna luck out. And and even if you don't draft anybody, you got young pieces ammunition to trade for a for a big man or a big or a big time transcendent player. And I think the guy they're gonna go after is Anthony Davis. Cause I think eventually he's just gonna get frustrated in New Orleans. Like, yo, we don't even play basketball in this fucking city. So why am I here? <laughs> nah I man, I don't think Anthony Davis is gonna leave fucking New Orleans. He's gonna leave New Orleans, man. Him and his him and his one eyebrow are gonna leave. Nah man. He ain't gonna win me. Lakers Celtics, you watch the documentary man? Actually, I didn't. I was supposed to watch it today, but I I yeah. did a family day with the kids, so I feel you, man. I, I can I can forgive that. I can forgive that because if you had told me I you, I just I spent watching. I just spent sleeping. Like I'd have been like, come on, nigga. But no, family no. day, I get it, man. I get it. So I'm let me do a quick review of uh, the thirty, the newest thirty for thirty Lakers and Celtics. Uh, you know, better better enemies or best of enemies is the official name of it, and. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was one of the best 30 for 30s they had ever done. Um, I, I, there's tiers for 30 for 30s with me. Like, There's like a top five. I mean, I think the majority of the 30 for 30s have been great. Like, there's only a few of them that I can honestly say, like, eh, they weren't that great. Um, like, to me, a top five is definitely the U. Um, it's Pony Excess, the SMU one. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, I would throw in there the Mike Tyson Holyfield one. That one was an excellent one. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that one. I thought that was a great one. Um, uh, that's three. Shit, I'm forgetting them shits. I had them all memorized in my head. 
I said the SMU, the U, the first U. The second U was kind of, eh. oh, definitely OJ. Like, it starts with OJ. Like, OJ is the best 30 for 30 they've ever fucking done. Like, that's that's it. Just because it's OJ, <laughs> but it, but not even that. Like it was just, it was just so well done. Like, cause it was it was five chapters. I, I, you know, I thought the fifth one was kind of unnecessary. Like they kind of could have left that out. They could have just ended it with the trial, or like a little bit after the trial. But, um, you know, I thought I thought I thought the OJ one was the best. Obviously, then I go with the the U, the SMU one, um, Tyson and Holyfield. And then I would throw in, um, I would throw in the uh, the Vladi and um, and Petrovic one. That one was a great one too. And then the other ones in the middle, like your standard ones, all good. Oh, I would throw in the one for uh, North Carolina State, Surviving Advance. That one was a great one. And then the other ones are just kind of all all very good, just in the middle. And then there's only it's only like two of them that I could say were like eh. They weren't bad. It just was like, eh, like the like the uh, the USC one. That one was just kind of like one like uh, it's kind of lame. I didn't really like that one. And then uh, the thirty for thirty on the magic, like that one was kind of like, eh, nah. I could really like you could have did this oh, shit on like you could have did this shit on NBA TV. Like I didn't really need. What was it called? Like lottery balls or some shit. Like this magic moment, or magic oh, yeah, magic yeah, moment or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only the only ones that I'm like, eh, they're all right. I could I could have done without those. Outside of that, I mean, most thirty thirties are really good. So I'm a huge fan. Um, I love this one though because I, I love. Obviously, I'm a Laker fan, so this shit is right up my alley. I mean, and how, if you're a basketball fan, how can you not love <laughs> Lakers and Celtics in any capacity? Talking about that, I mean, that's that's basically the history of the league right there. Like literally, like. That is literally from 1950 to now, basically, the history of the league. You know, the Lakers Celtics in some machination or form. Um, 33 championships between them. So, essentially, the history of the league. So, uh, anytime you're talking about those... Talk about parody, people. Talk about parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to bring that up again, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, but, but, no, but that's the history, but... I hate new people who say, "Oh, there's no parody in the league," and you just say that 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 sentence alone fat. basically debunks that. that yeah, you say that me fat, and be like, "Yo, there's never been parody." Just, never, just, literally, just, never. Now, championships came within two organizations. Two organizations, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I like the history, the history of the league, and and obviously this documentary is going to cover it in twofold, and and I I loved it because they didn't just talk about the rivalry on the court mm-hmm. they also talked about the cities the co- the communities that these teams mm-hmm. both reside in and the and each decade they kind of covered the times as well like they covered in the 60s and the 70s the turmoil of the mid in the late 60s and the 70s both in la and boston you know in la obviously you had the civil rights movement you had the the uprisings and in, in watts um you know all the shit that was going on in la at that time and in the country as a whole, basically. And then in Boston, you had the late 60s with, with the racism that... Um, I'm not trying to give away too much of it because, you know, some people haven't probably seen it. I know you haven't seen it, so yeah. I'm not trying to spoil it too much. But, you know, they kind of go into all of the, the socioeconomic things that have gone on in both cities. In Boston, obviously, they talk about 
the racism that Bill Russell experienced, and but they really go into it in a way that I know. I mean, I had heard the stories, but just talking about it, um, that was really interesting. And then in the seventies, they talk about the the busing crisis in Boston, and just remember the, remember the show we did a few weeks a few weeks ago uh, with with the whole Adam Jones and uh, the city of Boston thing and, we, and the history of Boston. I mean, this was just perfect because it it basically it basically verified everything that we had talked about in that podcast. So I thought that was just interesting and amazing. And and just talked about how the Celtics were basically a white man's team, and when when the Celtics were had Russell, they didn't they didn't draw as well. The ratings weren't great, but when they had Larry Bird and Danny Ainge and you know Kevin McHale and Dave Cowens, and when they were more when they were led by white stars, they sold out every game. They were the highest rated thing. Blah blah blah. I just thought it was interesting that they talked about that, like a documentary talk. Because usually when you get documentaries like that, they kind of stick to most mostly on the court. Um, yeah, you know, so it really went into that, and then of course a large, I'd say, I'd say, sixty percent of it was focused on that eighties, um, that ten year war in the eighties, basically, um, between Magic and Larry, and Magic and 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 Bird. And those two teams, um, and I thought that was great. I thought the way they talked about the best thing about the, the the show in general is covering what I think and what most basketball people think is the greatest NBA Finals of all time, the '84 series, Lakers and the Celtics. The way yeah. they talked about it, the different things that we learned throughout them talking about it. Um, they had all of the main people there: Bird, McHale. Uh, they didn't have Parish. I mean, Parish had some like couple of little snippets here and there but they didn't really have him obviously they didn't have dj but they have cornbread um they had uh they have mel Carr. they have danny age obviously um so they had most of the main players on each side talking magic of course a little bit of kareem um so they you know they had everybody talk about it and it was just amazing. I mean, I learned so many different things about it. I don't want to spoil it too much because obviously, you guys, like I said, you guys haven't seen it. But um, so overall, I mean, I, I, I would give it, um, you know, I don't know how um, if I rate I rate movies by A, B, C, D, A, B, C, F, basically for me. So I would give it a I would give it an A minus. The only reason I would give it an A minus is because they didn't talk about eighty five. Um, how the two three two format change helped the Lakers um, in that series as opposed to being 2-2-1-1-1. They could have got into that more. Um, They talked about Len Bias, but they didn't really go into Len Bias as much as I would have liked them to. Because a lot of people talk about that 87 and really kind of the, people thought that that was really kind of the start of the downfall of the Celtics in the 80s was the Len Bias thing. And um, so they didn't really cover Len Bias as much as I would have liked them to. And also, I, I they kind of, the documentary basically ended after that, the 80s, basically. Like they kind of briefly summarize the 2000s. The struggles of both. They didn't even talk about the struggles of both teams in the nineties and into the two thousands, and they kind of just did an over overview of the the two thousand two thousands two thousand ten finals, two thousand eight two thousand ten finals, where the Lakers and the Celtics obviously played again. 
So that was my only disappointment because, I mean, me and you lived through that era, too. You know, so that was our most recent memory of that Lakers-Celtics rivalry. And you had another great rivalry reincarnated there for about a five-year period from 08 to really 2000. Well, not about five. Maybe about four years or so from 08. Oh, about three four years. Yeah, you had that where that was probably, you know, you had KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo on one side. You had Kobe, Gasol, Lamar Odom, Phil Jackson on the other um, and they played in two out of three finals. Really should have been three straight finals. Um, you know, so I mean, I, th- I thought they, I thought that should have got a, a a part to its own. You know, they could have picked it up right after the big three retire in the nineties. They could have they could have talked a little bit about Bird kind of having the back injuries and being forced into retirement. Magic obviously with the decision or with the announcement, and then kind of talking about the Celtics bad luck there in the mid. 90s, the Patino, they could have built it up where they could have had enough content for another part because it was really it was it was two nights, it was three parts basically. They could have added a fourth part there, so that was my only disappointment there that they kind of just they kind of shortchanged the 2008 to 2011 era of the Lakers Celtics rivalry. I thought that era deserved a little bit of its own time as well. So, but other than that, I mean, I thought the I thought the show was just amazing. I thought it was perfect. It, it, it encaps it encaps it like if you if you knew nothing about eighties like if you were born in two thousand two and you knew nothing about the NBA like that's that whole documentary taught you everything they talked about how Magic and Bird saved the league that's another thing they talked about the troubles that the NBA had in the nineteen seventies like they really went in depth with it um, and I love that because I, I think that doesn't get talked about as much I mean you and I both know it because we're we're students of the game, but a lot of casual fans wouldn't know. Like the NBA was in real trouble, you know. Alex out there playing, man. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was some crazy shit going on in the NBA. Not to, I mean, self inflicted, but also dealing with society. I mean, you know, an all black league in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, that that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So I mean, they talk about that in at, you know in depth in the, in the show. So. Um, I, I loved it. I thought it, like I said, I give it an A minus. I thought it was a great, great, great documentary. Well done. Um, all the all the people that needed to speak that you wanted to get insight from um, spoke and had input on it. So I mean, I, I loved it. I loved it. So yeah, that's my review for Best of Enemies. So if you haven't seen it. Uh, go out of your way to see it because it's a really, really, really good uh, thirty for thirty. I think it's a really good thirty for thirty. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's really all I got to say. I mean, I know you haven't seen it, but um, if you, if you, if you are a basketball aficionado like we are, I mean, obviously you know what they're going to talk about in there, so it's not going to be a surprise. Although I was surprised on learning a couple. I'm not going to spoil them, but I did learn some new things that I didn't know before. Um, especially in the '60s, I learned a couple new things that I that I hadn't heard before. So that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, like I said, if if you're just a fan of basketball, you love talking about the history of the game, and you, you don't get more insight into the history of the league than Lakers Celtics. So I thought it was a I, I really thought it was a it was a great great 30 for 30 so yeah go watch it if you haven't seen it man it's on on demand it's on espn.com it's everywhere you can find it so and plus it's going to be on espn two a thousand and fucking times so i'm sure you can be able to watch it again so yeah 
go watch it, man. It's it's, it's really good. And I'm not saying it because I'm a Laker fan. It's, it's just overall, it's just a great, great piece of work. So go watch it. Yeah. Your boys got <laughs> Frankie Rodriguez, man. You hype? That's why you so quiet. I said your boys got Frankie Rodriguez. Is that is that why you so quiet? No, nah, man, not at all, man. What are you talking about? You, you 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 just you just letting that excitement kind of just boil inside you, man. No, nah, man. What is it? No, nah, man. Yo, you didn't hear the news, man. We signed y'all nah. signed Frankie Rodriguez, man. Francisco Rodriguez, K. Rob, man. We need something on the back of that boy. <laughs> not K. Rod, nigga. Yeah, man. <laughs> not K. Rod. Hey man, I had to, I had to poke a little fun at your squad, man, because Lord knows my team is Lord knows my team is 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 forget life support, nigga. We we've been off life support, nigga. We're Terry Shavo at this point. <laughs> um <laughs> And, and, and here I am on Friday, man. You know, on Friday I had a I had a great weekend. You know what I'm saying? I took my son to a Mariners game for the first time. He fucking oh yeah, I saw bo- the pictures, man. Shouts, shouts out to Nicholas holding the picture down, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was having a ball in it. I seen all his teeth in that picture. <laughs> so he was having a blast at the game, but you know that you know I had a good weekend, man. You know, my mother-in-law graduated on on Saturday. You know, took the kids to the game. Weather was nice up here, as you know. So, you know, we had no, a good... It was hot as shit yesterday, but okay. Yeah, it was hot as fuck. I mean, nice in the sense that ain't no fucking rain, nigga. We got to take it how we can, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. Shit. You ain't taking no 96 degrees, man. I ain't... Nigga, would you rather have 96 or rain, nigga? For 15 goddamn months out of the year. I think I'll... And I know the, and I know the year has 12 months in it. Fuck you. I know. I, I, ain't, taking no, I ain't taking no 96, man. I'm... Listen, nigga, you'll take it for one day, nigga. Nah, not even for one day, man. Once I left Iraq and Afghanistan, yo, when it hits 90, nah, I don't even want to see 90 anywhere anymore, man. I see 85, I started to get nervous. I'm, nah, man, ain't for this heat, man. I feel you, though. Me, too. Me, too. Me, too. But (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Me, too. But nah, but anyway, we had a nice weekend, uh, whatever. And and Friday, here I am, man. I'm on Twitter, just checking my Twitter. And... uh, (laughs) I think it was I forgot who fucking reported it for. I, well I know the post I seen it on the post first and then I read John Harper's article on it or tweeting about it that as Drupal Cabrera has requested a fucking trade well before that yeah. though but, but before that though right I get I get a fucking notification on my phone like you know Terry released the lineups and I'm like it's Drupal Cabrera well, like I had I already had expected Cabrera to be playing second base because they had announced it that he was moving to second base when he was really you know activated off the DL and I'm like why is fucking Cabrera playing second base and Reyes playing short? Like, if anything, it should be Reyes playing short, Cabrera playing third fucking base. And we should call up fucking Ahmed Rosario finally and stop waiting to 20 fucking 25 to call up Ahmed Rosario when he's 30. But whatever, right? So, you know, I get the notification, lineups have been announced, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. Cabrera's at second base, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then, like, an hour later, like, I come back from lunch. I sit down on my desk. I'm checking my phone, checking my Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And I see, you know, like I said before, like I said, Cabrera's requested a trade. I'm like, what the fuck? And this shit just turned into a big-ass fucking soap opera. Like, the nigga basically went into the manager's office, was called into the manager's office, was like, yo, I'm not having this shit. Like, I don't want to play second base. Fuck this shit. Fuck you, old-ass bitch. I'm not playing second base. Suck my dick. <laughs> That's what basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. 
And then I'm, I'm, all this shit is playing out on Twitter, by the way. Like, I'm sitting there, like, you know, refreshing, like, every five minutes, like, oh, uh, so now Sandy Alderson and Terry Collins are in a meeting with Cabrera in the office, blah, 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 right? So I'm like, I'm just like, oh, shit. And then, like, you know, I don't have SNY on my fucking phone, obviously, so... I get a tweet that, you know, as some, you know, from the daily, you know, from John Harper, somebody was tweeting that uh, Cabrera is speaking to the media. And this man basically says, you know, I want to trade. I'm not happy with it. That if you're going to make me play second base here. And, and I quote, if you're going to make me play second base, you have to give me something for it. I.e., you have to pick up my option for next year. Yeah, man. Nigga, what? First, see, this is this is this is this is this is this is emblematic of why the Mets are where they are. And it's always interesting. You know, it's always interesting. You know how athletes always say you can tell a real a real team when things go bad. Like when every when you, when you're winning, everything is great. Everybody's peachy, everybody's happy, everybody loves each other. Da 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 da. But when you're losing, that's when you really tell the true colors of a team and, and guys on the team, right? Like I, and, I, and I'll say this, I, Cabrera was one of my is one of my favorite Mets. I loved him last year. I thought it was an underrated signing. He was great for us last year. Uh one of the leaders on the team, you know. And this year, this man has been an unmitigated disaster. It hasn't been all his fault. He's been hurt, of course. But he has been terrible at shortstop. Like, I can understand if you, if, dude, you're playing a fucking gold glove level shortstop and Terry Collins' dumbass comes to you and says, hey, I want to put you at first base or second base or wherever. You're going to be like, yo, hold up. I'm playing. I'm, I'm killing out here. I'm killing out here. You're going to switch me positions? Like, for a nigga that's lesser than me at the position currently? Of course you're going to be upset. But, Cabrera, you've got 11 fucking errors. 11. Like, your range has diminished significantly. Like, at this point, you better be lucky that you're playing every day. <laughs> and because if it was my team, I literally, yeah, yo, yo, cabbie, come here. Come here. Take a seat right here on this bench. Right here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't move. Don't move for a couple days. So... You're lucky that you're even playing every day. So the fact that this nigga... And then this nigga throws a temper tantrum, a 12-year-old temper tantrum, about not playing shortstop and wanting to get his contract picked up. Like, first of all, nigga, your, your contract's not getting picked up because you're 31 and you're playing shortstop like you're fucking 40. And now you throw this little hissy fit like you're a little bitch that you don't want to play second base. Like, first of all, your team is 10 games under 500. You got your ass... You got ass raped by the Dodgers for four games. Like, if anything, like, a, a real leader, a real teammate says, you know what, I'm not happy with it, but, yo, if this nigga wants me to play fucking, if this nigga wants me to be a pitcher, I'm a, I'm a pitch. Anything to help the ball club. That's the, that's the way you respond, especially when you fucking 10 games under 500. But nope, not not Cabrera. No, this nigga wants his eight and a half million picked up. This nigga wants a Rolex. And this nigga don't want to play second base. Like, what? No, nigga. No, no. <laughs> No, but it, but it, it it doesn't surprise me, man, because it's 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 is indicative of the disaster that has been the 2017 New York Mets. Like it, it is in it is it is it does, honestly it doesn't surprise me. Like I was actually waiting, I was actually waiting for the shit to hit the fan. Like I really was, and, and you know you know what's crazy. Like this weekend, we just got lucky enough to find a team that's more of a shit, a dumpster fire than we are in the Giants. Like yo, the Giants are fucking horrible, nigga. Like they made the Mets, they made the Mets look like the '86 Mets out there. 
Like, nigga, we are here crushed. I didn't even watch a single game this weekend because I was just so fed up with the Mets from watching every watching the Dodgers destroy us and ass rape us for four straight nights that I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cleanse myself of Mets baseball for like a weekend. Yeah. So they 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 took y'all prison style. <laughs> you know. Cody Bellinger out here playing like he fucking Lou Gehrig and shit. Like I'm like this nigga Justin Turner hitting 400. Uh, yeah, that's another that's a great move there, Sandy. Great move there. Um, you know, so I was just like on a strike against the Mets, and then I'm I'm you know I'm following of course the team on my phone, and you know every game is like eight to two and shit. I'm like these niggas making the Mets look like the '86 Mets and shit. <laughs> so of course, of course, right? We we play this way when we're ten games out and have no no real path at the postseason, but of course. Um, but yeah, it's just indicative of the Mets, man. It's just indicative of the type of year we've had. And I know you're happy about it because you're a fucking hater and you're a Nationals fan. And that's all good, though. It's all good. It's all good. I, I get it. You're, you're trying to be understanding and, and real calm and quiet and collected. But inside, you're, you're fucking gushing. You're gushing. I get it. I understand that. But this shit is horrible, man. It's horrible. It just, it's just horrible, man. Thoughts. Anything you'd like to add? Um, first of all, I was being quiet and reserved because I was just letting you get out your pain. I was letting you get out your pain. <laughs> and another thing, another thing, before I let you continue, another thing, like, I, I'm, I'm never usually one of those guys that says, oh, a manager needs to be fired, a coach needs to be fired, because sometimes I feel like it's a little overrated in the sense, mm-hmm. like, you fire a coach, you fire a manager, like, it doesn't, what does it really do? But all I'm going to say this. Willie Randolph has done less, and he got fucking canned, shit canned, Overnight in LA, nigga, on a road trip. This nigga Terry losing control of the locker room. Niggas is basically thumbing their fingers at his old ass head, talking about nigga, I ain't playing second base. Fuck you. <laughs> and this nigga still has a job. Like the pitching staff, like these niggas breathe and they fucking fall apart. I'm not saying Terry Collins should get fired, but I'm saying this. If I'm Willie Randolph, I'm sitting there saying, yo, this nigga's getting away with all this shit, nigga. I did less than this. Somewhere Willie Randolph is, is looking at this shit like, yo, this is crazy. I will say Dan Worthen got to go. How the fuck does Dan Worthen still have a job when our fucking pitching ERA is in the sixes? Based Dan, <laughs> Dan Worthen still waddles his fat ass out to the mound every fucking game. Why? Why? Let's get Frank Viola up here and see if he can fucking pitch, fix this pitching staff. Because old fat, old fat McFuck is not doing the job. So can we finally get some a new voice in here? I mean, I understand you may not want to fire Terry right now. You might want to let things play out. But there's no reason you can't fire fucking fat, fat McGriddle over there. You can't fire his fat ass. Fire this nigga, man. And while you're at it, fire some of the fucking coaches. Send send a message. Do something. Wake this fucking team up. Oh, yeah, of course. They look great against the fucking Giants. You you can continue. Tired of this shit, man. <laughs> fucking team, man. Um, this is a great job, man. I, um... <laughs> I've, oh, of course it brings you great joy. Go ahead. Go ahead. To express how much joy it brings you, man. So good, you know. Oh man, I can't even. I can't even hear you on the mic because that's how great. That's how great it must sound for you. You just. Oh man, it brings me joy. Like I said, man, I'm just over here smiling ear to ear. I feel good, you know, being a Nationals fan, especially watching the disaster that the Mets are going through. Shout out to Daniel Murphy. Uh, by the way, I just had to throw that in there. Um, oh, Daniel Murphy's a net negative. Oh, we can't resign Daniel Murphy. He's a net <laughs> negative. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Unfucking believable, man. Unbelievable, uh, yeah, well, man. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I don't feel your pain, but I understand. Like, I get joy on different levels. It's not just because I'm a man. I mean, because I'm a Nationals fan, and then they're our rivals, and and I enjoy watching my rivals lose. It's an added on bonus that you're a Mets fan. Like, yeah, like I said, man. If, if people don't know me and Manny personally, you know, when it comes to sports, like I love the man. You know, I, I want nothing but success in his life. I love him. I love his family, his beautiful family, everything. I wish them the best one. But when it comes to sports, I just hope his. I, I hope everything he roots for just dies, shrivel up and dies. Because I love to see him when he's when he's agitated. When he's, <laughs> I love to talk to him when he's when he's upset because he has so much passion. So um, that's how I feel. You know, that's how I feel. So it makes me nothing but joy when I watch the uh, the Dodgers ash rip the Mets. Like I I watch every game, all all four games of that series. And I watched them just pound you guys, like literally, like you were the you were the small guy going into prison, and they were just taking your ass. So, um, oh man, that shit was terrible. <laughs> we hitting home runs left, right. <laughs> you guys look so fucking terrible. And then the worst, and then and then and then the shit that makes it even fucking worse, right? Wednesday night, I'm watching the game. Puig is taking Puig is taking like 18 fucking minutes to run the bases and shit. Wilmer Flores gets mad. Wilmer Flores gets all butt hurt and so, and I love Wilmer. I love fucking Wilmer. But Wilmer, shut the fuck up. You're getting killed six nothing. You've been you've been ass raped all these games. Like you really shouldn't say anything to Puig. Shut the fuck up. How about you? How about this? How about this, Met fan? How about this? How about this, guys? You know what? I'll tell you a little secret. If your pitchers didn't suck and left pitches over the plate. And basically pitched, you know, glorified uh, batting practice for fucking 40 straight innings. Guess what? Maybe they wouldn't be posing as they hit home <laughs> runs because they wouldn't be able to fucking get a swing on on any pitches. But of course, no, we don't get that concept because, you know, McGriddle fat fuck over there can't tell his pitchers that, you know, just keep the ball in the yard. Of course, you know, whatever. But uh yeah, and then we're sitting here, and then Ter- Travis Darno. Travis Darno has something to say to fucking Puig. Travis Darno, who fucking blinks and is out for three months, but this nigga got something to say to Puig. Shut the fuck up. How about you play baseball? How about you stay on the field, Travis? Stay on the field. How about that? Do me a favor. Stay on the field. Play, play a hundred games, and then you could tell something to Puig. And I, and I'm not a biggest Puig fan, but Travis Darno should never say anything to Yasiel Puig ever in his life ever. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, the Nets got something good from. Did y'all just promote Tim Tebow, the Class A ball or something like that? So, man, man, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. oh man, I, you know what? It, it, it's it's just it's just they do it to me every year, man. Every it's like we just we we can't handle success well. I I, I, I finally I finally I got. Nigga, you sitting there doing a lot of gloating. First of all, first of all, first of all, can y'all win a fucking playoff series? Can y'all win a playoff series? Because as bad as we are and as unlucky as we are, when we get to the playoffs, we usually win a playoff series. Can y'all win a playoff series? You said when we get there. Like that, like I don't see that in the future anytime soon. Like I'm saying in general, the times we have, we've won a playoff series. As opposed to the Nationals, who get butt who get butt raped in the division series every year. Call it what you want, man. We got something to look forward to this year. Do you? Yeah, Ahmed Rosario being called up. Hopefully, finishing <laughs> up with a bad record so we can end up in the top ten of the draft. That's what we got to look forward to. Oh man, 
Yeah, we'll call up Tim Tebow for the end of the year. Man. Nigga, we're not calling up Tim Tebow. <laughs> we're not calling up Tim Tebow. Well, shit, at this point, nigga, is Tim Tebow's a, at this point, Tim Tebow's probably a better shortstop than fucking uh, as Drupal Cabrera over there. This nigga had the nerve. Like, this is, it's just, oh my God, man. They do it to me every year, man. They do it to me every year, man. This is two. This is two thousand nine all over again, man. You know, we have two straight collapses. You know, we think in two thousand nine we go out there and sign Jason Bay. You know, we go out there and get K Rod and fucking uh, JJ puts. We're like, fuck. We're about to beast on niggas. JJ puts arms fall off. Fucking Jason <laughs> Jason Bay gets fucking mono and a and a concussion and basically, you know. You know, gets his powers sat by the monsters and never is the same again. <laughs> and and there we are on our way to seventy two and ninety. Like I just can't believe this shit, man. It's just every every time it happens, and I do it to myself because I'm the biggest fucking sucker, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting my whole life for a fucking championship that's never coming. And and you would think I'm talking about the Jets. No, no, no. I'll save my frustrations for them in in on September fifteenth when we're when our season's already over. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just typical. It's typical Mets disaster. Typical. But why am I surprised? I do this shit to myself every year. I just I can 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 they just give me a championship, please? I just want a championship. I just want a fucking. I just want to know what it's like to feel a fucking championship. A World Series championship. I wasn't. I was born a month later in '86. I didn't get to experience this in my lifetime, man. I thought the worst shit. I thought the worst shit ever was fucking seeing the Yankees, the fucking hated ass fucking Yankees, celebrating in, in Shea Stadium in two thousand. Like I cried. I cried. Full disclosure, I fucking cried that night, nigga. I went to bed that night crying because I hated that shit. I was fucking fourteen years old, and I got the punk ass Yankees celebrating. Cockeyed Bernie Williams making the fucking uh, final catch. Like I couldn't believe this shit. Like it was, I hated it, man. I hated it. I'm tired of this shit, man. You get you know, some personal, some personal issues tonight, man. You- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Let's just keep going, man, because I'm getting too upset, man. I'm getting too upset. I know somebody that was a little upset. Well, depends on your perspective. Um, the perspective players coming into Louisville, they're gonna be upset. Oh. Uh, they ain't getting their dick sucked anymore on recruiting visits. Yo, oh, man, I didn't think they would get the the, the, the the hammer like that though, man. I, I think, think they, I, I th- the hammer. You think they? You think they got the hammer? Yeah, I think they got the hammer, man. Come Nigga. on, man. Four year probation, reduction in uh, scholarship. Nah, you on. think they got the? Uh, yeah, man. The, you, I think they got off easy. Really? Yes, I think they got off easy. Really? You, you think that was? Come on. I literally believe they got off easy. Nah, man. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Come, nah, man. That's that's way like. Florida had this problem with you punishing people who had nothing to do with the issue. Like I, I hate that. I hate you punishing people who have nothing to do. Now, if you want, if you want Patino fired, by all means. I think he should be fired. Like now, now by all means, now, now I wouldn't agree with it because he had nothing to do with it. But I will understand it happened under his watch. I get that part. If, if you want, the, I disagree that he didn't have nothing to do with it. By the way. Well. Clear, they couldn't find nothing on them. Listen, and Luke, Luke, Luke. No, no, uh, no you, can, you can say, you can say, hey, this is what I believe. You can say that, but you have to prove it. You can't, you can't just say, Luke. hey, if you were the head coach, you would know. No, certain things you just don't know. But that's not even on there. You have to prove it. You can't just say, hey, you should know. Hey, you, 
me and you know if, if you did some hey man listen you have to prove it that, that that's all i'm saying you have to prove it and if you can't prove it hey it's your job to prove it it ain't his job to, say, to, to unprove it it's your job to prove it and you they couldn't no matter what you say they couldn't prove he he knew about it but outside of that i would say i can understand if you want the if you want Patino fire if you want a uh, Patino fire i can understand if you wanted the ad removed I can understand all these things, but I can't understand. Now, and the NCAA never gets it right, and I, I think they got it wrong on this one too. I think it's too much. I think I understand what you're saying. I understand. I understand what the NCAA they're trying to do, but I, but I, I hate punishing kids who had nothing to do with it. I hate you pun you going out and you punishing these kids who want to go to Louisville in the next four years, who may be from the Kentucky area or that Louisville area, who always wanted to be a Cardinal. Now they have to make that decision. I might not be going to Louisville because I might not be playing in the NCAA tournament, NCAA tournament, or I might not be getting recruited well before I, there aren't enough scholarships because they're redu- reduction of scholarships. So I just hate, I hate, I hate anything. Just like I hated when they they did the USC ban uh, for the for them taking money with the Reg, during the Reggie Bush years and all that. I hate when you try to backtrack and now punish people for the future. Punish those who are there, man. By all means, fire the coaches, fire the assistants, make them ineligible just to leave and go to another program. Do something that's justified. Don't say I'm going to put you on a on a, a four year probation and I'm going to ruin the, the, the lives of the kids who are there now and the ones that are want to come there in the future because of something that had to happen before they even got there. Like that makes no sense, no sense at all. That's like me committing a crime. That's that's exactly the same way of me committing a crime and then punishing my son for. Like, like, oh yeah, you old, you dead. Okay, well, guess what? Your son got to serve these ten years in prison. Like that, that makes no sense to me, man. That, that it, it, it may. I, I don't understand how you can do this. Like, by all means, fire Ripatino if that, if that's the case. You know, take some wins away from him if that's the case. But you know, sue the school, make them pay out with it, which even though they are going to pay out to them, to to the woman and her. Situation that she had going on running them call girls, but uh, come on, <laughs> come on. And then you know, to be honest, I mean, this was a. I'm in law enforcement, as most people know, but this is a victimless crime. You know, like when you have like it, this is one of those things most people don't understand what a victimless crime is. You have a prostitute, and then you have players who are getting uh, sexual gratification from these prostitutes, right? Mm-hmm. So and these prostitutes are getting paid. And on the other end, the players are getting satisfaction from the oral fixation or the the, uh, the actual sex that the sexual orientation happens from the incident. There's no like if like the, and oh actually we call it a victimless crime because there's no victim. Both people are profiting from the situation. The players getting the feelings off, and the prostitute is is getting is either money or she's getting something valuable in return. So I understand it. I understand why it's a crime because you're. You may be forcing people into it. We don't know if these girls were forced into it because most of them did it on their own willingness. So, four years for that? Really? Four years? Four Man, I hate to say it, just like you were talking about the USC situation with the... I think the USC situation is way worse than what Louisville just went through. Oh, don't get me started on that because I'm still waiting. I'm still, I'm still waiting for them sanctions. So, so we can agree on this because you know me and I, and I laugh at it. But you can come back so quick on the Louisville situation 
But you had that Duke situation. I mean, that North Carolina situation. I'm sorry for saying Duke, but yeah, please. You had that North Carolina situation. We don't do that shit over there. With, with the academic fraud and, the, and and you could trace it back to the players, the people who knew about it, the coaches, the assistant coaches, and then you can just sit there and shrug your shoulders like, well, we haven't made a decision. Well, we all know it's because it's North fucking Carolina. We know it's because. Because you make your bread and butter off a of school like fucking North Carolina, and you don't want to tarnish that reputation. You don't want to tarnish one of the biggest names in college basketball, of course. Exactly. But you come, down, but you come, but that, that's what I'm saying about this. You're getting it wrong. Like you can't come this quick on Louisville, this quick, and I think harsh. Some people think it isn't harsh enough, and I understand that point too. But you can't come this quick and this harsh in Louisville, and then have nothing to say. About North Carolina, like you said, you're a Duke fan, so you're waiting for the sanctions. You're like, "Ooh, I just know they're gonna get the death penalty." And then probably two years from now, they're gonna get they're gonna get one they're gonna get one year probation. And they're probably gonna lose. They're probably gonna lose this national championship that they won. So I'm hoping that nah, they, they, they gonna lose it. No, I hope they do. I hope they do. In my, in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, Gonzaga's a national championship. They're not my national champions. One thing, one thing, one thing. The NCAA. And basketball has never done. They've never vacated a champion. Never. They would Well, they're talking about vacating Louisville's uh, 2013 championship. No, they won't. They won't. And that, that was the big thing that was on the table. That was, the, and that, that was the thing. If you're going to go back, you should have took the championship. And they didn't. That's I, that, I agree with you. I agree with you. If you're gonna go back, because it's stupid to take away regular season wins. It's like, well, that's dumb. If you, I hate it. I hate it in general. But if you're gonna take away regular season games, then take away the national championship game. Like it's stupid to be like, oh, in 2013 they were 0 and 89, but uh, they weren't national champions. Like, yeah, no, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Like, they're not. They're not. They're not gonna vacate that championship. Man. They're, they're just not. It's never happened. Never will. Come on, man. That's. that's <sighs> Uh, uh, impartial fan like myself can can still can still have hope. But anyway, I, I disagree with you. I think the punishment was a little light. Um, I think to me the idea that Rick Pitino had nothing to do with it or didn't know or whatever is a bunch of garbage to me. Rick Pitino, see this, I, I can't give you that these coaches don't know. First of all, these coaches are the most powerful people in that university. Forget the AD, forget the fucking presidents, forget alumni. The coaches, especially a big time, a, especially a big coach in a small fish like a small pond like like Louisville and Patino is like you're the biggest guy in that university you might be one of the biggest people in the state you mean to tell me that Rick Patino Rick Patino didn't know in a dorm room named after his childhood friend Billy Minardi that he didn't know that basically a basically a bordello was being run there now do you do do I think that Rick Patino was there getting his dick sucked I'm not gonna say all that do I, am I going to sit there and say that he was encouraging this shit, that he was paying for it? No. But you mean to tell me that Rick Pitino didn't know or didn't have an idea that this shit was going on? I, I'm not believing it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And even if he didn't know, even if even if by the sense of I, I'll go with you that he didn't know, you're supposed to know. When you make eight million dollars a year, when you're the face and the head of that athletic department, because the biggest, as much as the AD is the guy, really is that that coach, that big, that figurehead coach. You're the leader of the program. You're the face of that program. You're the face of that school program. Like, when you're that guy, when you're that guy, you when you make all the money, when you make the you make the decisions in that school, when you're basically the, the king of that program. Too much is given. Too, too much is given. Much is expected. And when you're in that, and when you're in that situation, you know what? L- lack of knowledge, ignorance is not an excuse. 
I'm sorry. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. So I don't want to hear that, well, you know, he didn't know or he probably didn't have anything to do with it, blah, 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 blah. No. No, that, that doesn't fly with me. And not to mention, that AD and that program is, has a sketchy history already of some less than stellar behavior. Do, need we, need we, do we need to bring a Bobby Petrino? <laughs> I mean, do we need to bring a Bobby Petrino? Hey, man, Bobby Petrino was just out there cruising with a bitch, man. <laughs> nigga, uh, Rick Petrino almost got in trouble with a side hoe, too. Nigga, these coaches at Louisville, nigga, they getting... Hey, you know what? I take that back. You know what? Rick probably was getting his dick sucked at Minority Hall. He <laughs> <laughs> probably was. Like, this is how I honor my best friend, nigga. I get my dick sucked for him. At Minority <laughs> Hall, nigga. Yeah, but no, I mean, I'm just saying, like... You mean to tell me that that this program is going to get the benefit of the doubt from me? This AD who who came up like a total idiot during that whole Petrino situation, and I'm supposed to give him the benefit of the doubt that they're doing shit on the up and up at that university? I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And to me, like, I hate the NCAA. You and I both shared that our disdain for the NCAA and the system that it, that it has in place. I think it's. I think it's slavery. I think it's. I think it's a system based on money and slavery and. And, and a credos that, that is washed with inconsistencies galore. But if you're going to sit there and, and play by the rules that are currently instituted, whether I think they're dumb rules to begin with, then to me, you have to be fair and consistent. And to me, this punishment called for stricter, harsher penalties. I'm taking away national championships. Patino has to go. Patino has to go. That's this is my opinion. I, I think Patino has to go. Like if if North Carolina gets caught with this whole bullshit educational fraud shit, like to me, how do you, how does Roy Williams keep his job? Like if I'm a parent, if I'm a parent and I'm doing things on the up and up, I'm sending my child there. Yeah, you're right. So I, I I I'm I, I don't know. I think they got off light, man. And then the fact that they're fucking disputing it and fighting it and saying that they got two yeah, yeah, that's like to me, if you're in this situation, like I don't even care if you if you feel like you got railroaded, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Like at this point, Rick Patino should just be thankful. Like, nigga, I ain't saying shit. I, hey, uh I got a job. I, I got a job, I'm taking it, blah blah blah. Like, do they even have an NCAA tournament, Ben? Yeah, they got, I got four year. Do they have a four year band? Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Okay, that was about the harshest thing they could have got the band. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, I don't think that's enough. So, I, but then for them, the AD for Patino to come out and basically bash the NCAA and say, oh, these pe- these penalties and they're appealing it and blah 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 blah. Like this, this already lets me know that that fucking org, that management staff that has no fucking clue. Like at this point, just shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody wants to hear from you. Like, your university ran a bordello. Like, <laughs> you ran a fucking whorehouse on campus, dog. Like, it's bad enough that, that some broads in college be doing this shit. But then you you actually had a professional escorts, professional hoes <laughs> at the campus just sucking off niggas coming off for campus visits. Like, come on, dude. Like, no, don't say anything. Don't say anything. You just can't say anything. One of your employees, one of your former athletes... Was put in charge of that board of that of that of that freshman dorm room, and this was going on. A dorm a, a, a dorm room, a dorm hall, whatever you want to call it, that is named after your childhood friend. So you would think if anybody is on top of what the things that are going on there is is Rick Pitino. So I don't know. That's just my personal opinion, but 
I could be wrong. I'm, I'm no expert. I'm no whatever. Yeah, no. And I agree with you. Punishing the kids after the fact is, is not fair. They, they don't have a, Yeah, they have nothing to do with that. Like little they Jimmy that go little 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 Josiah that goes to play for Louisville in twenty nineteen that didn't have nothing to do he didn't get his dick sucked that night. He wasn't there to, yeah. to see all this shit. He don't deserve that shit. I get that. I understand that. And that's where I'm mad at the NCAA, because you don't punish the, the future students. You put yeah. you see the way the way to punish these programs is with their wallet. That's why I'm a believer in the death penalty. Like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually, I'm liberal when it comes to politics and my, and my, and my real world issues. But when it comes to, to, to sports, I'm real conservative, and I feel like the death, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in favor of the death penalties. Like sometimes you just gotta wipe these programs off them. Like to me, Baylor needs a death penalty. Like you're, you oh. just are. Not, I'm, I'm not gonna go there and say that Louisville needs a death penalty for this because that's a little too strong. I, I think Baylor, like, motherfuckers is getting raped. Like your, your student athletes are raping and assaulting women. Nah, Baylor don't need to definitely. Baylor need to be dismantled as a university. Like you just. Need oh, to I agree. Like, I I completely like, agree. Like you do not. Like you do not. Yeah. That shit need to be disbanded. Disbanded completely. Yeah, absolutely. You don't. You don't get an endowment. You don't get to have a university. Yeah, like, like this is not happening in America, motherfucker. This is not happening. Like nah, bro. Like we wiping. We wiping everything out. What other like I hate to kind of veer off in the Baylor, but what other institution? What other in, what other like let's if you look at it, if we're looking at these universities as Fortune five hundred companies and and shit they make enough money to be considered fucking Fortune five hundred companies. Like what? Can you imagine reading, waking up and reading the news that IBM, that exec, that that that, 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 that programmers at IBM's over here fucking bitches, raping hoes, uh, knocking them the fuck out, running chicks, running people over, committing murder and 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 arson and sexually assaulting women, and IBM is still operational? Yeah. No. Amazon, no. Amazon exactly. Motherfuckers is taking motherfuckers is taking drones and crashing them into bars and 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 doing all kinds of shit. Like no, they they drunk drone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yo, they, they, they taking pictures of people windows of them taking showers and sex. Like yo, exactly. Like what would happen? Amazon stock would fall rapidly. Like motherfuckers will be jumping ship off that. That those stockholders will be jumping ship quick. So yeah, no. But these universities get to escape because, hey, we're institutions of higher learning. Yeah, fuck that. So I agree with you. I'm Listen, you know me. You, we, we know each other. I'm, we're both no fans of the NCAA. I can't trust. I don't trust Emirate. I don't trust any of them dudes any faster than I can throw them. I don't like any of them. And I think they're all fucking in for the money. Like, let's, I, I just want the NCAA to finally admit that they're not about amateurism. They're about money. They're about the bottom line. They're about dollar signs. That's what it is. Just be, just don't, ex, don't insult my intelligence. It's about, and that's the same way why they've, they've, they've dragged their feet through this whole North Carolina situation. Because I guarantee you, had that been Maryland, as much as I hate Maryland, as, had that been any other fucking program, we would have had a decision by now. Yeah, smaller program, but. But they could, but they feel compelled like they can't do anything because North Carolina has been in back-to-back championship games and they've won a national championship. That look, that's pretty embarrassing that you basically sanction your program that's won a national championship and has been in a national championship the last two years. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, we can keep we can keep going on and on without with fucking NCAA sanctions and bullshit and galore. But uh, let's go to the fouls of the week, man. I've ranted enough tonight. 
Let's go to the fouls of the week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fouls of the week, man. Fouls of the week. Um. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, uh, well, I'll kick it off then. <laughs> so we can go straight into it. Um, since I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks, this is like a probably a. A 10-day-old It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we know. Uh, I've been holding this one in a little bit. Oh, man. So, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people, you know, on my Facebook, and people uh, hit me in my inbox and, and, and talk the shit to me, sending me text messages. And uh, I said this, uh, I, I always say it, and, and people who, who know me, and people like yourself and other people who know me, I'm from D.C., and I don't make no bones about it. Like, I'm not from the DMV. I'm not from Maryland. I'm not from Virginia. I'm from D.C. And everybody from D.C. says they're from D.C. And this DMV shit, I don't know when it started, who started it. And I've always been what people would call me lately and sending me texts and uh, emails that I'm a hater about the DMV situation. And I've been telling people from the beginning that Kevin Durant bitch ass wasn't from fucking D.C. <laughs> I've been telling people that shit from the beginning. And people uh... from my city swear up and down that nappy head motherfucker was from D.C. And I don't he's saying He's on the Wale tape saying it like Wale ain't even from DC. How he gonna co-sign another motherfucker? He's from Maryland too. And, and like I told people before, there's no there's no slight against people from Maryland, man. My stepdad's from Maryland. My little sister, she might she was born in DC, but she was raised in Maryland. My little brother, Darren, he's from Maryland. Ain't no love lost for people from Maryland. People from Maryland say they from Maryland too. It's these fake ass motherfuckers who make a little bit of money who want to be popping and think they from the hood, so they scream out that DMV shit like they from DC. So when 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 Kevin Durant and the Warriors won the finals and he got his little MVP award, his, I want to call it a little. He got his MVP award, justly deserved. He go up there and what DC shout out? Shout out to Seat Pleasant. So if y'all don't know, for the listeners who don't know, Seat Pleasant is in Maryland, right? So I want him to stop false claiming. Get a brush, get some wave grease, brush his hair, and tell everybody he's from Maryland. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. And I'm tired of it, you know? So for all those people, like, oh, he's just, he just validated my point. The dude's a sucker. He's a false claimer. He don't know who he is. Like, yo, yo, the kid's from Maryland. It's cool. A lot of good ballers coming from out of Maryland. The kid false is from Maryland. You know, he's from that area. And it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm just from Maryland, and I hung out in D.C. a lot. That's okay to say, man. But you can't say I'm from D.C. And all my people who listen to from D.C., they feel the same way. You know, it's that's just like being from New York and being from Jersey and saying you're from New York. You know, like yeah. that's, it's not yeah. the same. That's, that's it's, probably, it's not the yeah. same feel, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like somebody, like, not even that, because that's pretty far. New York and Jersey is pretty far. That's like from being from, like, you know, upstate New York. Upstate, yeah. You being from anywhere from upstate New- and saying you're from New York. The city. I'm from New York City. You're from the five boroughs. Like, no, nigga, yeah, you from like, upstate. You, you know, Anybody who's from New York knows that you got the city, you got Long Island, and then you got upstate. That's basically how we divide New York in. But you, but you know what I'm saying? Though. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I said, yeah. Like, like you get somebody from like New Haven or wherever's up there, and they be like, oh yeah, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from Syracuse. I'm, I'm from New York City. Where you from? I'm from Syracuse. He like, hold up, bro. That yeah, ain't. a nigga, a nigga from Ithaca saying they're from New York City. Like, no, yeah, nigga. That, that ain't Brooklyn. That ain't home. Nah. You know what I mean? like, nah. What the, that ain't the Bronx. We, we feel the same way in the city, man. We feel the same way in D.C., man. Like, hey, man. You know, I'm going to start calling myself Tiger because I got my stripes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Tiger Woods. Um, 
the kids from Maryland, he's he's from he's from Seat Pleasant, man. So all my people that's from the city, y'all know what it is, man. All you fake claimers that's from Maryland that that love to scream you from DC, hey man, go ahead by the butcher knife or something, man. Stop lying <laughs> to these people, man. Stop it, man. Stop it. There's no such thing as a DMV. That's the place you get your license from, man. It's not real. <laughs> it's, it's not real. We, we are not conjoined to it. Oh man. It's okay. It's okay, man. The, just don't. I I just don't like people who 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 use something for a come up. Don't don't do that, man. False That's, claiming, man. False. Claiming. Yeah, man. Don't don't. It's it's. it's I feel it's it. Not man. In you. It's not in you. You know. It's not in you. So, with that being said, man. That's my rant. Grant my um shit. Nah, man. But why? Yo, why can't y'all just let uh? Nah, man. No. Nah, man. Can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't do it. Man. Nah, man. Somebody, I mean, man, it's cool. you know, Kevin Durant, right. man. He just wants to. He's, he's just. He nah, just. Man, first thing, yo, that nigga need to get a brush first, man. Brush them naps off his kid, man. <laughs> you got all that money. You telling me you can't brush? You can't. Get, you can't pay somebody to brush your hair, bro. Yo, you come on, man. Let's be for real, man. Oh, all right, man. one of the top two players ever in, in the league at this at this moment. You can't. You can't pay somebody to brush your hair, man. They may get a lot of passes, man. I'm just saying, man. I don't like you. Know, when you're a superstar, you're supposed to get passes, man. We talk about LeBron James' headline all the time. Yo, Durant balled it in the middle for the last five years. He only 28. Come on, man. There's a lot of passes going around in this place, man. That's all I'm saying, man. Oh, by the way, did you see uh, LeBron's head? Yo, he's gone, man. He went home. You see it? <laughs> Hello, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, nigga. I'm, 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 I have no comment for it because it should have happened fucking 15 years ago. <laughs> Come on, man. He went home finally, man. <laughs> nigga, it should have happened 10 years ago, nigga. Hey, man. Hey, listen, man. Sometimes you get the things late in life, man. I, you know, I, like, I, I must say, I guess. I guess. The headline struggle is, man. You got to hold on to it. ain't no holding on no more. <laughs> nigga, I, hey, I learned a long time ago, nigga. When I saw that ball spot increasing and increasing and increasing, and I caught myself having to push that headline back, I'm like, yo, you know what? It's time to, uh, sometimes you just got to, as a man, you got to know your limitations, man. It's a great, it's a great Dirty Harry line from Magnum Force. As a man, you got to know your limitations. So, uh, hey, bruh. LeBron is not a man to me because he didn't know his limitations, or he didn't know him soon enough. Because everybody in the world knew by 2009, bruh, LeBron, uh, it's time. It, it's time now. Come on, come on now. It's time. At the very least, get a Caesar. <laughs> yeah, he should have got a. <laughs> At the very least, get a Caesar. Like you saw, Kobe. Kobe didn't go completely bald. He he got the Caesar. He should have went the Kobe route like three years ago. He should have went the Kobe route. Yeah, like come on, dog. Like go get the Caesar. You know what I'm saying? You can hide it. You can, it blends in perfectly well. You know what I mean? Blah blah blah. Nah, man. You, you still hold it. And then you, and then you did the fraudulent shit and getting your shit surgically enhanced. Like yeah, this nigga got Adam. This nigga got adamantium hair and shit. <laughs> man was trying. <laughs> He was up late night watching the infomercial. Oh my god! It feels like it's mine. It feels like it's mine. I can jump in the pool and it's. This nigga got. He didn't go the Beijing way though. At least he didn't go the Beijing way. Oh god! To me, I still can't. I still, I, I still can't fuck with Carlos Boozer because of that. Yeah, I was just about to say. I can't even like yo. That's another nigga like yo. Carlos Boozer can literally like. He can literally defeat ISIS, and I still won't fuck with that nigga. Like, Yo, you know what was you know, this nigga? This nigga Boozer could be zero dark thirty in niggas, and I just won't fuck with him. 
You know what was crazy about this uh, Carlos Boozer in the Beijing joint was when Shaq did the Shaq and the Fool mm-hmm. and he put the, the side by side <laughs> 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 like, It wasn't even just a side by side picture. It was like the night before he the had before it. The, yeah, and then the yeah. next night he didn't have it. <laughs> oh, man. It was terrible. Savage, bro. <laughs> savage for real, man. That's just, that's just, come on. But you got to do a nigga like that, man. When you just being fraudulent like that, like you have to put him out there on blast, man. Like, yeah, that just, savage. that's, that's terrible. My foul of the week, um, and I was debating which one I wanted to go with, um, you know, but I'll, I'll go with this one. So, uh, we all know tennis great John McEnroe, the great John oh. McEnroe. Um, so he did an interview with NPR. And, uh, you know, you know, asking him, interviewing, you know, just a standard, you know, interview or whatever. And throughout the interview, they, you know, at some point in the interview, they asked him about Serena Williams and, you know, his thoughts on her. You know, and he, you know, very respectful Serena, you know, said, you know, she's the greatest, you know, female tennis player of all time. Like, he put her up there. You know, she's definitely one of, I think he said either one of or the greatest female tennis player of all time. And then that stupid-ass NPR host, I don't even remember the fucking name of the broad, but she's dumb. Well, why does she have to be, you know, being this overly political, and I'm a fucking liberal, so I can say this, overly, the the, the motherfuckers that give liberals a fucking bad name, you kale-eating, tree-hugging motherfuckers. Um um, well, why does she have to be the greatest women player? Why can't she be the greatest tennis player ever? Why does she have to be a woman? Because she has breasts and a vagina. She's a woman. Duh, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, shut up. So that's what he didn't. He didn't say that. I'm just care. I'm paraphrasing that. That's what that's why he probably wanted to say that. But no, he said, oh, no, I, I, she, she's, let's be fair, she's the greatest team, female player of all time, but if she played against men, she'd be ranked like 700. So, of course, that caused a big old firestorm. Well, not a big firestorm, but it caused some controversy. You know, the, you know, the NPR host and him got into it about that back and forth. And then Serena responded to it kind of today, I think to yet today or yesterday or sometime throughout the weekend, you know, basically kind of scolding. Patrick Mac or John McEnroe saying like, "Oh, keep my name out your mouth when you're discussing false and bias, false or uh, unproving." I gotta get the tweet. So she basically said, "Yo, keep my name out your mouth." Like, you know, yeah, you know, she said, "Dear John, I adore you and I respect you, but please, please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based." He never said that they were factually based. So the fact that you brought up factually based, it, it wasn't a, an argument; it was an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it was no fact intended there, and then she goes on to tweet again. Uh, so it was today. It was at three twenty-seven p.m. today, and then she was like, "I've never played anyone ranked there, nor do I have time. Respect me and my privacy, as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir." Now my foul of the week is to the dumbass broad who fucking NPR hired to do the fucking interview. Like she's stupid. You're dumb. I'm not even gonna remember your name because you don't deserve the attention. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to give a file of the week to Serena. First of all, Serena herself in like 2013 or 2014 did an interview on David Letterman and said that if she played Andy Murray, she'd get destroyed in straight sets. She said it herself. That's a factual statement because she said it. I can prove it. I can look it up. It's on YouTube. You said you couldn't even beat a male tennis player. And many experts, I'm no tennis expert. I love the sport, but I'm no tennis expert. Many experts know that if any woman, I'm not saying that they couldn't beat them in a match but for the most part if they played 700 times the male tennis player would play serena even said it they're stronger they're bigger they're faster she said it <laughs> like you said it so then you can't come back four years later 
and say you're a like basically be upset that that John Macaro, who is John Macaro, by the way, this isn't some you know this isn't uh, Andy Roddick mentioning your fucking name. Like this is John Macaro. This is one of the goats of the sport. Saying that you know, and he he and he didn't criticize you. He gave you your proper respect. He just said you would be seven hundred. Why would you take slight at something that you yourself have confirmed? That's like me saying. That's like me saying ten years ago, like man, I don't want to go. I don't. I don't. I don't think that I would be a good husband. You know, like I think I'd be one of them niggas that be that be beating the shit out of my wife. Like just, I'm just saying. Right? I mean, like I, I probably if I said that to you. And then in an interview, uh, three years later, you said, yeah, I don't think Manny will be a good husband. And then I get appalled and go on Twitter like, yo, Luke, how the fuck can you say that about me? Mm-hmm. Nigga, you said that about you. Yeah. So, like, what you getting mad about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My foul week goes to Serena. And my foul week goes to this, this culture of just political correctness like yo this is what the fuck is causing problems in this country man because we're worried about things that are insignificant that are irrelevant that don't have that that have no purpose that just have no purpose in the grand scheme of things like you're you're getting upset about the fact that he said greatest women player that's what you're fuck that's what the fuck you're worried about that john mackerel who gives a flying fuck first of all anybody with a brain knows what he was saying they, 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 and he's and he responded to her. He he responded to her with a. He didn't say it in a smart way, but well, that's the way they're classified. There's a male, there's a male division, and there's a woman division. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather is the greatest welterweight of all time. Well, why would you call him a welterweight? You're you're shaming him for his size. No, that's the division he's in. Like. The fuck do you want me to do? Like, so I, I just it's it, it's another example why people bash liberals because it's just this overly sensitive, overly politicized, you know. And again, I'm a liberal, so don't don't treat me as one of these you know these Jason Whitlock motherfuckers. Um, it's just another example of why people hate liberals because they just over dramatize shit. Like we don't have time to be worried about this little trivial shit. What we need to be worried about is this fucking travel ban that just got upheld in the Supreme Court. What we need to be worried about is the fact that fucking Flint still doesn't have fucking drinkable water two years after the fact. <clears throat> what we need to worry about is that Philando Castillo can get murdered and the cop that murdered him walks free. Walks free, yeah. Oh yeah, his family got three mil. Whoop de doo. That's still not gonna bring their fucking their 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 son, their uncle, their brother, their 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 loved ones back. It's not. Their dad. Yeah, their it's dad. Yeah, it's not gonna bring that back. Someone's, someone's husband. You know, exactly. Exactly. That three million ain't bringing that. That you know. Exactly. That, it ain't gonna break that. It ain't gonna. You know, it's still. I don't, it, I don't, yeah. I don't talk about it because like the shit makes me mad, man. Like, it's just. It's just. It's just. It, no one's talking about I, it's just infuriating when we just try to make an issue out of nothing. Like, I hate when people try to make issues out of nothing. Like, there's not an issue to be made. Like, you're just, you're per- and that's, and I feel like that is the new, tr- I don't even feel like it's trolling. Like, that is what people do now. They just pick at sentences and words and try to make it. Like, I'm sure if anybody that listens, like, I'm sure if these same people listen to this podcast, like, they would want us off the fucking air. Oh, you bash and demean women and, and, and this and the other. I'm like, yo, we're just talking and we're just expressing ourselves. We're not bashing anybody. First of all, we both have mothers. Obviously, we were brought into this world by a woman. We both have daughters. So, uh, so that's a clear example. That's a clear example that we hate women, right? 
I, I just I, I hate when people try to make issues out of nothing. And we have too many, too much shit going on in the world, too much shit going on in society as a whole to be focused on trivial shit that gets us nowhere. Like, seriously, John McEnroe is getting killed because, and then Serena, it's for Serena to buy into it like that. If anything, Serena should have tweeted like, "I love John McEnroe, and he's right. John Mac, I love you, John. You're the, you're awesome, and you're right. If I played against Andy Murray or, or, uh, I think." I, th- I think, well, the stretch is 700, though. Like, you know, Andy Murray just wasn't no cupcake, though. Like, he wasn't... Well, he wasn't I, I, I understand that. But I'm, I just think he just... I think he was just well, being facetious. I, I think he was I just think, over-exaggerating. Like, I, yeah, think, I think he was... was funny. I think he was like, damn, like, chill out. Like, it's not that serious. 700, whatever, threw a number up there. Yeah. I don't think it was... Because John think- McElroy. Yeah, like I don't think he don't. was like purposely like. Yeah, she would literally be number seven. Be like seven, you wouldn't even be on a. You wouldn't but, even be on any tour at at that ranking. So obviously, but you have to you have to understand also like uh, her response is a pregnant woman's response. Like she's emotional right now. She's yeah. not the regular Serena Williams. So her response, you don't play into anything. Also, I agree with you with the NPR uh, in an interviewer that she should like that. That was the stupid question to ask. And then what they're not going into, I want to say about the, the topic. McEnroe called Serena Williams, I think it was a couple of years ago, he called her the greatest athlete that we've seen in the last hundred years. Regardless, he didn't say greatest woman's athlete, mm-hmm. he didn't say greatest man athlete, he said greatest athlete, period. That, that includes himself, that includes Michael Jordan, LeBron James, all these great athletes we've seen in the last hundred years, you know? Muhammad Ali? He said she, yeah, exactly, Muhammad Ali, the Floyd Mayweather, he said she's the greatest athlete we've seen in the last hundred years, hands down. So, with everybody buying into this, oh, she won't. She would be number seven hundred. He's not putting anything down on her. He's just saying he's just stating the obvious facts. I don't care what anybody says. Like you just stated, like we're we're built different. Men and women are built different. All this whole equality shit. Like I understand where people are going from it. I can't have a baby if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like I just can't. I can't produce a baby in my stomach if I wanted to. It's it's not possible. It's a reason why I was born a man, and the reason why my my wife was born a woman. Certain things I can do, she can't do. Certain things she can do, I can't do. Now, I'm not just saying she can't do anything I can do. She can do majority of the things I can do. I can do majority of the things she can do. However, we're born with a different skeleton. We're, we're born with we're, we're a genetic composition. Exactly. We're born differently. And that's all John McEnroe was trying to say. Hey, you know, like, she's really good. She's great. She's the best tennis player. He said it. She's the best tennis player he's ever seen. Exactly. Now, if Serena Williams was born a man, you know, like he wouldn't be having this conversation. She'd basically be LeBron James playing tennis, which would be exactly. fucking scary. And that's exactly what he said. Like, hey, she's the most dominant player I've ever seen play in any sport. She should kill O'Neal of tennis. You know what? She's it. She's 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 the she's the alpha and the omega of tennis. However, she just happens to be a female. And for all these people who say, well, that's unfair. Like, well, why can't she be man like the like the interviewer said, well, then you will want to sanction a fight with Ronda Rousey and a man. And then when she gets her ass whooped, you're going to scream, oh, you shouldn't be hitting a woman like that. And if that's the way you feel, then we should just tear down all these domestic violence laws and all this other stuff. Because when a man beats on a woman, which I do not condone, and I, I'm all for domestic violence, and I'm all for men shouldn't be putting their hands on women. But this, if, if you're going on that basis, then when a man and a woman gets into a fight, it should just be called a simple assault case. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, why are you? Why are you making it a big? Why are you? Why are you making it a big deal for men? Men get beat up by women all the time, and like it's it's it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid, and it's and it's 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 victimhood and it's victimization and trying and false victimization because you're trying to make a you're trying to make a controversy out of nothing, and that's what and that's and that's and what that is. I'm sitting here dropping the fucking mic and shit. What that is more than anything, what that is more than anything is just terrible journalism. That's terrible reporting. That's terrible interviewing. That's terrible journalism. That's just trying to, you're trying to make yourself. Trying to make a, a story. A, exactly. You make yourself part of the story. You're trying to make yourself a story by challenging John McEnroe, by being combative, by, be, by having an agenda, by having a fucking agenda. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. So whoever the, I can't I honestly for the life of me can't even remember the broad because if if that if I, if I could I would put her on fucking blast because she's a fucking idiot and no I'm not shaming women and I'm not saying that women can't be journalists and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that I'm saying this particular broad is an idiot and with that said we're gonna get a, get the fuck up out of here because it's close to midnight and I gotta get this show posted and I gotta get the fucking bed. So, yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, as always, man, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like what you're listening to, you like what you're hearing from us and my boy Justin. Shout out to Justin, man, who filled in for Luke uh, last week. I had a great show with him. I appreciate that, Justin, man. I I really do. Uh, Last week was a bad week for me. Had the the baby's birthday and Father's Day. So just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We understand. We understand definitely. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Justin. He over there in Boston. He's probably fucking sleeping shit now. But uh, by the time he listens to this in the morning, shout out to him. Thank you for covering. And he will be on the show more regularly as soon as we can get the times to line up. Uh, you know, this nigga lives in Boston, so a little bit of a time difference. But we'll get him on the show uh, probably sometime in the next week or two uh, if we can figure out a schedule. And uh, yeah, man. As always, thank you, you guys. I mean, without you guys, without our listeners, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. So, of course, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing, for retweeting, anything, anything that helps and contributes to the show, man. We want to thank you, truly. I mean, it's humbling, man, to to hear people listen to your show. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is an amazing feeling. It's an awesome feeling. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. And if you... Like listening, man. Let people know. Put that. Put our names out there, man. Share it, retweet it. You know, let your coworkers listen to it. Just don't listen to it at work, because you know it's a little bit of a language issue. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to get your niggas fired. And shit. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, man. You know, keep listening, keep subscribing. You know, keep posting it on your walls. Keep resharing. You know, sharing it, retweeting it, all whatever ways you can get it out there. Keep doing that, man. We need we need listeners. We, we want more listeners. We want to get more engaged and engaging audience, man. Uh, we want to build this TFP nation. So, yeah, man. Thank you. It, it's I know I say that every podcast, and I'm being long-winded now, but I mean I, I just can't express enough, man. Thank you, thank you. If you listen to the show, if you even listen to it just for five minutes, thank you. Um, without you, we can do what we're doing. So, keep listening. Luke, you got anything for the listeners before we go? Uh, same thing you just said, man. Uh, As little uh, man comes in the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Same thing you just said, man. Um, thank everybody for listening, man, subscribing, 
uh, you know, comment. We appreciate it, man. Even if we like to see it for five minutes, five seconds, whatever. We appreciate you, man. Um, it's uh, back to the ground, I guess, man. Yeah, keep listening. Uh, we'll be back with y'all next week for another episode, another rant, maybe. Depending on, depending on if the Mets continue to be a fucking dumpster fire. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Be on the lookout for our show next week. And uh, we'll holla at y'all next week, man. For real. So for my co-host, Luke, I am Manny Fresh. This is the Technical Foul Podcast. We are out. Peace. Peace.